my days and nights have been kind of weird the last few days. Well, you've been sick, huh? Yeah, man. Talk about a relapse. Jeez. Oh, I don't just... hear that. I... No, no. I, I, I pray I, to God I don't have one. No, I think you're fine. You because you already had your you had a month long worth of feeling sick. Yeah. Or at least hacking up stuff. I don't know if you had the same thing I did, but um, yeah, that's crazy. Uh, having a relapse uh, like that it was just like you know because last um, episode that we recorded. We were talking, hey, we're not snotting and snorting and hacking and coughing this episode. <laughs> and right. we laughed about right. it. And damn, like, what, two, three days later, you know, uh, fever hit me again. Oh, man. Yeah, it sucked. It was ridiculous. And it just it just lingered and lingered all week long. And I was like, man, enough of this shit. This is ridiculous. So I finally got a, an appointment with my doctor, and uh, man, I am loaded up with uh, antibiotics and inhalable steroids. Oh wow! Yeah, I can't do the inhalable stuff. It just it just bugs me too much. Oh yeah, yeah. But if it work if it works for you, great. Oh yeah, yeah it just it just opens you up and makes you feel like Superman for thirty minutes. No, oh, that's cool. That's <laughs> weird. It's like it's almost like a high. <laughs> Hey, are you? You've been working on editing the last episode, right? It is finished and uploaded. It just hadn't been published yet, which I will do. Okay. Uh, after we're done here. Well, the reason I ask is I noticed last episode, and uh -huh. I'm noticing it now that there's a lot of of extraneous noise. That I, is your microphone in some kind of holder or stand, or are uh, you holding it? It's on a stand. Okay. Are you moving it around as you talk sometimes? Um, no. Why? What kind of noise? Okay. What are you hearing? It's just like a, uh, it's like an echoey mic holder noise, kind of low echoey. strumming kind of noise. I don't know how to describe it. Really? If it's not, if, hmm. yeah, I mean, it, it was pretty, I noticed it pretty intensely at least two or three times uh, more than that on the last episode. And okay. so if you didn't notice it while editing it, then maybe it's not – I don't know. The mic's not picking it up on the recording end. Oh, okay. You were hearing it on your end, but not – but it uh, – or, or did you hear it when you – okay, wait a minute. Let's <laughs> start I over. I don't – Now, when we were recording it, you were hearing it, but when you listened to yes. the podcast, you didn't hear it. I haven't listened to the podcast. The first time oh. I noticed it was the episode that's not up yet. Oh, okay. So that's what okay. I'm saying. If hmm. if you're not, I mean, I I know how in tune you are with things, and if you're not hearing it when you when you edit, yeah. then maybe it's not maybe it's not yeah. the recorder is not picking it up somehow. Yeah. But the only thing I really hear, and you'll hear it in in uh, the new episode, is your fan. Your fan, man. Your fan is. Did we forget last episode to turn it off? I don't know. It's on right. It's on right now, so I'll definitely yeah, need to turn yeah. it off now. Yeah, I'm hearing it. And okay. um, let's see. Uh, another issue that I was hearing was you 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 cut out several times, but it wasn't like the audio just disappeared. It was like it would stop and then there would be silence and then it would restart exactly where it was chopped off. Like there was a... Oh, weird. Like a chop delay, but no information was lost. Of course, there was also some instances where some shit 
was garbled for you know like half a second. Um, but right. N- not not a whole so, lot of not a whole lot of the garbling, but a lot of the uh, chop delays. Which now did you, know, you hear the chop delays as we recorded, or only when you went to edit? I think as we recorded. Okay. You know, but there's you know while while you're in the middle of a conversation, it's really hard to say, hey, stop and. You know, because if right. if all the information is still there, I can always fix it in editing. You know. Yeah, but it's just a pain in the ass, I'm sure. Uh, but I don't know how to make that better without buying a whole new computer. It's really funny. I I have found over the last couple three weeks, uh-huh. um, it just rarely shuts down on me anymore, uh, oh. which is great. Ex- except. It will just at random times, and like I, I've really kind of figured out like a Windows Media Player just shuts it down. It just seems to always shut it down. Um, hmm. But like I've been on YouTube and watched a ton of YouTubes in a row, and I shouldn't say a ton, but several, no problem. And I'm, I've been on, you know, programs that I don't want to say I've been on. <laughs> uh, okay. Like right. chat roulette type programs where right. where uh, where you know there's you know a lot of of input coming in doesn't seem to bother it. It's just really weird. It's very random, but it wow. seems like it's usually when I'm using Windows Media Player or just you know every once in a blue moon. What was I doing the other day? And it shut down like two or three times in a row. Maybe I was trying to watch videos on YouTube. I can't remember. It's just anyway. Hmm. That's interesting. I, I may, um, it's, I may it's, end up having to get a new one. That seems pretty wild that it would be um, appli- application specific, but you know, certain applications use certain instruction sets uh, in the processor. You know, like like different processors have different um, capabilities and. Some software tries to maximize the capabilities of a processor to, you know, make it run faster or stream faster. Like, um, so maybe whenever those type of instructions are, you know, sent to the processor, that's there's something going wrong there. I don't know. This is just speculation on my part, but I mean, I mean it just seems yeah. weird that it's 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 application specific like that. That's all. Right, right. Um, another thing it's doing. I mean, I think it's. I think it's uh, either the sound card or the video card or something mm-hmm. or the processor that I don't know. Because the other thing it will do is, you know, if I if I leave it alone for a long time and it kind of uh, goes to black, goes right. asleep or whatever, you know, right. and then you move the mouse and it comes back up. Um, sometimes when it comes back up, the the um, the picture will have all kinds of dots in it, like it's not getting the full resolution. Oh. And it look and and it'll be like it won't be the whole picture, but it'll be like a uh, a two or three inch wide strip across the top or something. Hmm. Um. And the o- only way to fix that is yeah. uh is to shut it down and restart it. Oh, that's weird. Does it? Well, yeah, maybe, it from, to, uh, maybe it is related to maybe it is related to your video card then. And, doesn't keep it from uh. uh working or anything it's just it's like if if i went in and used it, it it's it's just there the only way to make it right. go away is to reboot but, but it's, it it's, doesn't keep things from working 
Okay, yeah, but it's obviously something not right. It's just not right. a catastrophic not right. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Okay. Wow. That's, anyway. Um, yeah, that's really weird. You know, uh, instead of, like, buying a whole new system, maybe just get a – buy another video card. I mean, I might try something like that. Of course, I would probably have to have you assist me because I don't know exactly where the video card is. Okay. But it's, you know, I mean, I'm sure it's something we can figure, I can figure out with a little bit of help, but. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it may be something to try just to see if it makes it any better. Hell yeah. It's like putting toast in a or, toaster. Right, right. Or, like a video card or possibly the sound card, the sound card with Windows Media. But it's like I've used, but it could have some, I mean, Windows Media Player is outdated. Uh, and it's probably because I'm using Windows 10 with the old Windows Media Player and I should I should just upgrade to something else. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know. But I mean, I mean is, isn't that the latest version that came with the Windows 10? Um, I don't know. Are you using an aftermarket media player? No, you're using Windows no. Media Player. Okay. Yeah, I don't know where I got now that now that we're talking about it. I I don't know where I got it. Okay. But it also I'm having. I was like, where's the about button? But it isn't. There isn't one here that I can find. But hmm. it's um, it's um, it's also not finding all the music on the system like it's supposed to. It's just acting weird, and I think it's just because it's not the most current player. That they want you to use. There's something called Groove Music that yeah. came up when I tried to play MP3s. That seems to be the player that the system wants to use, and it seems to hmm. work more more successfully than Windows Media Player does. But oh. I, you know, it, I just hate it because I I hate to adapt to something new. I don't know why I'm that way. It's just like you just get a program figured out to use it where you like it, and they introduce a new program. Okay. It's like it makes me feel like an old man. God damn it! <laughs> it makes me, you know, Bill Gates is a fucking as old as me. The motherfucker ought to realize we need a fucking what's the phone for old people? The flip phone for old people. Yeah. That, that just. What is that fucking thing called? We need a computer that's the that flip phone thing. <laughs> oh, you're talking about the, uh, what was it, uh, Cricket? No, no, there's a flip phone for old people. It has big numbers. The 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 buttons are big, and it. Yeah. And I think there's a button you can press that j jitterbug. Jitterbug. We need a fucking jitter. <laughs> we need a fucking computer jitterbug. God damn it. Oh. Hey. That's not a bad idea. Hmm. <laughs> it's a million dollar idea for someone right out there. Anyway, fuck, I need to close. Yeah. You can keep your recipes close. on it. Yeah, yeah. We got a program, and all you do is click right. You pull up a picture of your grandkids. You click right in the corner of it. It's It saves the pictures right under grandkids. And after that, you just click on grandkids, and there's all the pictures of your grandkids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's well, what i need yeah there you go that's it <laughs> yeah yeah uh but is the, um the, that program called groove is that uh a microsoft product I, it seems to be what's in there's a there's a when you get windows 10 there's a new oh. um oh god damn it Media you player. know what's what's internet no what's internet explorer it's a right web browser uh, web browser bra yeah there's a new web browser called Edge that you get with Windows 10. Okay. And so 
so I, I wasn't using that in the past because, again, I'm old school. But when, mm-hmm. I, when we completely rebooted my computer, it's like Edge was just the easiest one to start with. And now I've kind of gotten used to it, and it seems to work fine. Okay. Um, and so I think this groove music is like the Edge of Windows 10. Instead uh. of using the, the music player you've used in the past, they want you to use groove. And I'm sure it's because you can, it makes it easy for old people like me to go <laughs> online and buy music. Okay. Or something. Hmm. But anyway. I see. They've they've just abandoned their old shit. Or just repack well, you know, repackaged it for the, the new millennium. It's fucking you know, it's Microsoft. <laughs> it's just like Windows ten. They wanted something that looked like the same thing that you use on your phone so that kids okay. w- with PCs would think they were right. on their phone. Yeah. And so all of us who had PCs have to be like the kids with their phone mm-hmm. instead of having a, a PC. Now you've got your phone on a PC and and right. that's and that's what Microsoft does. Right. And, and yeah, they, it's they all about to... making it Sure. They want it to be like an app, uh, everything to look yeah. like an app, you know. That's that's what yeah, Windows 10 exactly. is, right? So they can sell you more apps. Right. Even though you can't you, know? you, you can't touch your screen unless you have a touch screen. Right. Right. Yeah. And uh, I I don't yeah. know very many people who have touch screens at home. No, but I think Windows would love it if that was what happened in the future. I mean, isn't that the fucking plan? It's all supposed to be like Minority Report where you're Tom Cruise and just moving shit right. around in space. With your fingers instead of actually having to <laughs> exactly. type or whatever. Doesn't someone, is it Google or someone else that has something now that's like a typewriter that's actually a device you put on your hands that allows you to type in space? I think yeah. it's called Oculus. Yeah. Uh, I think I Just remember seeing shit. something like that, but uh, I, have, yeah, I've seen I don't a know. Things about it. People like their keyboards right now, but things could change oh i know i can't stand i can't even take a keyboard on a laptop i hate the way a laptop keyboard works i Mm. cannot stand it so the phone of course uh, you know i get that kids are good at typing on a phone but i'm not (laughs) turning into the old man show it's it's the old man show it's the disgruntled old white man show god dang them kids the fucking republicans are fucking with all this shit if they would just get computers to work for old people i'd be all on their fucking side (laughs) yeah i'm sure i'm sure oh Um, man you know I'm with you. Women can't have abortion, and we'll get rid of all the minorities. If I could just be a white man over 50 with a computer that I could figure out, I'd, oh, I'd I be all for all their programs. Okay. Fucking you, cut off food stamps and no abortions and <laughs> you'd no give welfare. Away, you'd, you'd just throw away all your ideals if you could just get a fucking computer that worked. God damn it right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Wow! Oh, uh, that's I know. crazy, man. Mm. I know, man. And hilarious. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> I, I, we went off on a slippery slope there. Sorry, I don't know where we started. Yeah. We started with your cold, but somehow we ended up in old man land. <laughs> Boy, we sure as shit did. Well, I tell you what, this week I felt like an old man with. Uh, with this fever, you know, sitting oh, on my man. ass. Oh man, there, there's nothing worse than that. You know, you you get hot, and then you know, all of a sudden you're you're you know freezing and and shivering. It's ridiculous. 
it so. does makes you feel old, and you think it's never going to end. Yeah, God, exactly. I was, you know, it went on for five over five weeks for me, and at, at a, you know, there's a certain point where you're like, especially I'm on like the I'm on the tenth day of the ten day antibiotics, and I'm feeling better, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. not at a hundred percent, and I'm like, hmm, is this just going to linger forever? <laughs> right. But luckily it didn't. It finally went away. But it, you know, it's just like even after I'd finished the antibiotics, it went on for another good four or five days. Oh, you're talking about the like the coughing and stuff like that? Yeah, coughing and snot. Right, right. So yeah. much fucking snot. <laughs> you you get you got to purge all that shit. Oh so, my god, there's it's got to come still, out somehow. There's so. still like a pile of of. Uh, of uh, towels in my house that are just full of snot. I really Holy need fuck. to do laundry. Yeah, yeah. that's probably a good idea. That was idea. the plan. Yeah. That was the plan for this weekend. I mm. did my taxes this today. Hey, that's which good. Which was, you know, it's like, that's how lazy I am. I have money coming to me, but I just didn't want to fucking get on the computer and deal with it. <laughs> I finally broke down and wow. filled out my taxes today. So, Yeah, I'm toying with the idea of starting starting those very soon well you got i don't even know how you know i just use a simple little online website i've gone to for the last four or five years yeah and uh yeah and then um tax act oh yeah yeah i've used i've used them before in the past Mm -hmm. they've they've screwed they screw me every year oh no because Okay. There's a thing where, you know, it's supposed to be free. And there's a thing where, where yeah. if you get all the way through the end and then it's like, oh, there's a $10 charge for us uploading last year's info for you. So you would have Aww. that available. And, and, and so, <laughs> and then there were like, do you want to pay with that with a credit card or do you want us to take that out of your refund? So, of course, I was like, take it out of my refund. And then they're like, you go a few more clicks, and it's like, oh, now it's $35 because it's $10 and $25 to take it from your refund. Oh, man. Whoa. So then you have to go back. You go back and put in a credit card, so it's only $10. Okay. Well, but I was like, still, like. You know, you would think that they would warn you ahead of time before. Oh, and there, there was Until probably something somewhere down. on that. <laughs> yeah, there was probably something somewhere on the first page. I just didn't see it. Yeah, the super you know, fine print? Was, yeah, because I was, you know, I use them every year, and usually it's free, but now they've added this. Uh, and I think they did it a couple years ago, too. Maybe they've done it every year, and I just forget about it. But, I mean, it's like 10 bucks. All right, right. whatever. But, um, you know, anyway, I don't want to talk about taxes. <laughs> Fuck okay. that shit. No, That's boring. I know, I know. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, hey, taxes, I, um, taxes. Yes. Taxes, taxes. I'm just glad I don't have a, a wife and kids and all that shit and a home. And right. I, I do the 1040 easy. And it's like, I made this much. They took out this much. My, my taxes were this much. I'm mm-hmm. going to get this much. Right. <laughs> it's very easy. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, yes, taxes. Well, okay. you know, Sierra and I, we pay, you know, we're paying taxes every year now. Oh, because they don't take out as much? No, I think it's just, uh, I don't know. Uh, If you're married filing jointly, well, prepare to be screwed. So there it is. (laughs) As far as I can see. What you need to do is uh, knock two or three kids into her, and that'll change Uh, everything. (laughs) There you go. That's it. That's exactly exactly what we don't have any uh, dependents. Dependents, that's right. Uh Uh-huh. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'll be wearing Depends before I have any dependents. <laughs> <laughs> so, Good one. Yeah. Uh, thanks. Whenever you want to kick this puppy off. In a three. <laughs> <laughs> in, uh, in three, two, one. podcast weird from the live music capital of the world austin texas the city that brought you the peen beats tim and carrie league room service major applewhite the lbj library barbara jordan the austin chronicle and the world's largest urban population of mexican free-tailed bats it's a slippery slope the podcast with the dazed and confused mark browner and lodger Hey, Mark Browner. Hey, Lodger. How are you? <laughs> hey, what a I'm long good. time no talk. I'm good. <laughs> I know, right? It's like uh, I was just thinking about how I, I think we recorded the last episode eight days ago. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, um, and it's like, wow, I do a lot in eight days. I don't feel like I get a lot accomplished, mm-hmm. but I was going through some things I wanted to talk about, and I was like, oh man, I watched. Uh, uh, three movies and, of course, uh, a plethora of TV shows, and um, and um, we made some plans this week for the upcoming year. It's like, I got a lot accomplished this week. <laughs> I agree. Wow. I, because I was sick, did not get very much accomplished this week. <laughs> well, you know, I'm sorry that you're, I, I hate that you're sick. I understand completely. I have deep, deep sympathy for you. <laughs> and, uh, and I remember when I was, uh, there was a, there was a period there while I was sick for about two or three weeks where I didn't watch any DVDs. Um, and I think we didn't record very often during that, that time period too, because, uh, we, we were both, uh, sick and then we were, and then it was the new year and the holidays and all that stuff going on so right there have been a lot so, of but uh, i know a lot of issues stacking up that have kind of thrown off our, our usual schedule unfortunately and and sickness has been part of that and uh, yeah like you said the holidays as well but i'm on the men now and you're well and everything so i think i'm well maybe so we can get uh, back onto our regular schedule but uh well i hope you know. so it's you know we uh we started i guess at uh, from the beginning haven't we kind of recorded on thursday night that yes. was our usual mo wasn't it yeah yes it was and um and thursday night for me is kind of a rough night because there's a lot of good tv on ah. and um um so like uh, uh last week we recorded on friday and that was fine this week we're recording on saturday and right. this particular saturday you know we you're sick we haven't had a lot going on on the weekends anyway mm-hmm. um so it's it's all kind of worked out but you know yeah. i i I mean, we definitely don't. Ha- we aren't doing this on a schedule. We're doing it for fun. So well, whatever the fuck we do, it is fine with me. <laughs> that's true. I, I think the only reason to stay on a schedule is, you know, uh, when you start building a listenership, they expect a, a release on a particular day. And I know we don't have a huge listen- listenership right now, but uh, you know, sticking to a schedule kind of helps give people well, I, I, a, a sense of comfort of knowing that we're we're there for them and we are there for them 
So uh, we're there for you. <laughs> we're there for I, you, I, listener. <laughs> I uh, I know exactly what you're saying, and I agree. It's it's it it is nice when there is something you enjoy. It is nice that it it's it occurs at a a regular basis where you you know can enjoy it, but. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. I I have a I, I loaded an app on my phone for podcasts so I could listen to our podcast off my phone, mm-hmm. which I never do. But but oh. it's it, it remind it reminded me like on like on Wednesday, I think that uh, there was a new episode of Sl- a Slippery Slope, episode 28, which had already been up for like four or five days. Yeah. But all of a sudden, and that app had not reminded me of any our new of our new episodes for months. It was just like randomly all of a sudden. Oh, by the way, episode twenty-eight of A Slippery Slope is up. And I think you know, <laughs> I looked in the last one. It the last one it reminded me of was like episode nineteen or something. So I was like, what the, this is a horrible program. It doesn't do what you wanted to do. Yeah, that seems kind of weird. Hmm. Okay. Well. Yeah, I don't even know what that what that. Uh, what that app is called, although I'm looking right now to see if I can see, but... Oh, that's um, right. You don't have an iPhone, so yeah. It's not... Do you have to... Did you? Was it an app that you had to download yeah, onto your free. phone? Yeah, it was free. It's called... Mm. Uh-huh. It's called Ca- CastBox. Ah, uh, okay. C-A-S-T, C-A-S-T box, like podcast, CastBox. Right, right. Anyway. Interesting. Yeah, maybe I needed... I have a... Uh, what do you call it? Not an iPhone. What's the other one? Android, right? But um, it's a it's a what's the one that burns up all the time that catches on fire? Something um, seven. The uh, the Samsung. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I have a Samsung six. I don't mm. have the seven that catches on fire all the time. And now there's an eight, uh, from what I understand. Oh really? Hmm. Does it? Uh, yeah. Does it catch on fire twice as fast? Uh, yeah, because it's got twice the battery power, so nice. it, gets, it burns up even quicker. Oh. Hey, I uh, I also wanted I also <laughs> wanted to say uh, speaking of, speaking of our podcast, as always, this podcast is dedicated to the memory of those we lost in the Bowling Green massacre. Oh yes, and I pray that's... that God up in heaven, <laughs> <laughs> I pray that God up in heaven may have mercy on their poor souls. Oh yes, absolutely, <laughs> those poor bastards. And uh, uh, yeah, F- Frederick Douglass was uh, tweeting about this uh, earlier, and. Uh, <laughs> Never mind. Oh, uh, oh! A call back to uh, last episode. We were talking about Perry Mason, mm-hmm. and we were trying to figure out the, right. the the author of the series of books that were about Perry Mason. Is Earl Stanley Gardner was the author? Earl, see, it wasn't Earl Hamner or Hammer. It was <laughs> Earl Stanley Gardner. That's right. Yeah, it was like, that's right. There are eighty novels and short stories uh, about Perry Mason, apparently. Wow! I, I bet no every single one idea. of them got made into some sort of TV episode or, or movie. Probably that that was a gold mine for uh, that television show. Of course, that show was on forever, and then they brought it back, you know, decades later. Right, it reran forever as well. Yes. Back, you know, it's funny. I'm sure somebody runs it. Still, one of you know, there's a ton of oh, even on my TV. I've been noticing there's a lot of uh, uh, TV stations that I didn't realize that were there. That uh, one I found this week or a couple weeks ago. Oh, I can't remember what it's called now. It, it it's um, they show all in the family and Silver Spoons and Barney Miller and Bewitched oh. and and. Um, it's it's lumped in with the inspiration with the religious channels, um, hmm. 
but it it's called something it's called something that is like was this at one time a religious channel and then they changed it to like a sitcom channel and then uh just didn't bother to take it off the religious channels portion of the of the net of the cable system i don't know you know what i'm trying to say yeah i, I like, think you know, so hmm it's like you uh, know how like it's like the ghost of the old uh format still lingers even though it's all old uh sitcoms from the 70s and 80s <laughs> exactly yeah it's called it's called it's called the family network i think and i was just tuning it in right now so i could see what it's called oh, and okay. and uh so it's like network. i don't know if at one time yeah i mean I understand that if you ran shows like old 70s and 60s sitcoms that were very G-rated because they had to be, uh-huh. that they would be okay for families now, even though Bewitched is about a witch. And <laughs> But, right. you know, but it's All in the Family <laughs> and Barney Miller. Yeah, mm-hmm. All in the Family and Barney Miller are not really family shows in the traditional sense of the word. No, because actually those shows in their time were, you know, they they touched on issues that were kind of risque at the time. Certainly, yeah, all they were the a little edgy. Did. Yeah, they were. Yeah, edgy. I mean, Barney Barney Miller is like another one of those shows that's like one of the first shows that I remember seeing a gay character on. It wasn't portrayed extremely positively, but oh, more th- more like a some, caricature. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking. A about. little bit, you know, but but at least it it was something. You know, it wasn't well it, true. He and. And he was a sympathetic character, even though he was flamboyant. They eventually, he was on several episodes. I can't think of, of uh, I can't think of the character's name. I, and and then and then there was a cop that came out that was like a real nebbish kind of a guy that hmm. said he was gay. Uh, that was like a, he was one of the officers that was that was in uh, in uniform, but would come up and help them sometimes. Oh, anyway, okay. Uh, hmm. uh, um. You know, anyway. Wow. I, I don't know. I don't even know how we got there. How the fuck um, did we get there? I don't even I, know. I have no idea, Elijah, but uh, that's okay. I mean, that's uh, that's the name of the show. We're slipping and sliding all over the place. Uh, all over all over pop culture. <laughs> we get a lot of pulp co- pop culture all over our face on this show. I'm telling um, you. As uh, as we always do at the beginning of the show, I like to mention people we lost within the last week or so since we recorded the last show. This week we don't have very many A listers. The the um yeah. the biggest star I could think of that I saw in the news that passed away within the last week is uh, Professor Irwin Corey. Remember Professor Irwin Corey? Why does that name sound familiar? Uh, he was like a uh, he was like a comedian. Not really a comedian, but like one. Okay. He had wild, crazy, <laughs> wild, crazy grayish hair. He wore like a lab coat. He was in the. He was actually in the movie Car Wash. Um, oh. And and he would. I I watched a couple of YouTube videos with him, and because I had I rem, I knew who he was. I, I I had seen him when I was younger on TV and stuff. He would be on like the Smothers Brothers and stuff like that, and. Hmm. Uh, so okay. watching YouTube videos, his his shtick was that he would do kind of double talk and he would also talk nonsense using big words to sound like he was some sort of uh, they called him. What was he, he was Professor Irwin Corey, the 
something authority the foremost authority i think was his tagline and so he would pretend to be this you know very knowledgeable person and he'd just talk gobbledygook with using big fancy words and stuff oh yeah yeah okay i think um who was it i think it was um gilbert gottfried or something was talking about (laughs) Erwin Corey the other day. That okay. That's why I heard it. Probably so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 He was kind of a. I mean, and he was fairly old. I think he was. Was he? Well, now I want to say he was a hundred, but I don't think he was that old. No, he was. Nineties. Yeah. Apparently, was Was he a hundred and two? One hundred and two when he died. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. That's right. Hmm. I had uh, I had kind of forgotten about him, and so it was it was uh, sad to see that. But 102 is a good long life. Can't really be too sad that someone yeah, really. died at 102. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what what do, then, what do you say? Yeah. Very, exactly. very well. Very rarely do you you know people uh, giving a eulogy uh, speak sadly uh, when you know someone that old has died. I mean, certainly, you know, they will be missed and stuff like that, but they're usually going to say, wow, they had a, an amazingly long and, and, and fruitful life. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, I would say. In this Aww. case, come on, yeah. No, hey. They lived a good, long life. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's really so, what, what yeah. I say. So. And then I, when, when I was a kid, I never watched Battlestar Galactica. Did you? Um, the original you? Battlestar Galactica with Lorne Green? Yeah. I believe yes. so. Yes. I don't think I watched it, you know, religiously like uh, other science fiction shows, like you know, Star Trek or something like that. But um, I, I, I'm sure I, I saw, you know, a good majority of them of the episodes when they were out. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I don't think si- I ever watched an episode. <laughs> yeah, I thought the Cylons were cool. Were they the uh, Were they the robots or the or yeah, they, they were, were they the, the the robot enemies, you know, they had the, they had these, ah. they had this, this uh, helmet visor, and there was a red, I guess it was, I can't remember if it was a red or a green light that would track across, going. <laughs> and when you're a little kid, that, that's cool, man. That's some cool shit, right? <laughs> and, uh, but uh, I, I don't think I was a big fan. I was because I, I. Still remember seeing Lorne Green in reruns of uh, Bonanza and a show I, I didn't really like very much. Because it was in reruns. Um, <laughs> it seemed like Bonanza. Just, yeah, Bonanza, just right before uh, Battlestar Galactica came out, and I was like, "Really? Whatever is you know, freaking Cartwright is uh, <laughs> is the captain." Oh, of this they just ship. called it. They, well, of course, the boys all called him Pa, but what was Ben? Ben Cartwright. Ben Cartwright. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So anyway. I think I had, I had seen Bonanza for many years before. My mom is kind of a – she was kind of a big Western fan, 40s Western movies and uh-huh. and 60s Western TV shows she, she liked a lot. So, right. uh, you know, there were a couple I, – I would watch Bonanza at times, um, especially w- with her, but – but most of the time I got I was bored with it. Yeah, there were a couple yeah. episodes that were funny that we liked watching and 
Right. And uh, there's there's an episode where Haas meets leprechauns or some crazy shit. And <laughs> that's ridiculous. Wow. Yeah, but, I, uh, they were probably little people and not leprechauns, but he just thought they were. Who you know? Okay. Who knows? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, I, w- I was more of a wild, wild west kid. You know. Yeah, I don't think that was ever on where I could see it every day. Okay. Until I got a lot older. Yeah. Um, my brother and I, I loved just, that show. You know, because it was kind of a, it was it was old west, but it was but it was like secret agents in you know the late eighteen hundreds, and so they had right, yeah, some you know, you know they. They had cool uh, gadgets and shit, you know, kind of like it was right, like yeah. it was like James Bond in the old west is what the show really was. And uh, right, yeah, you know, I can't remember what the guy's name. Robert Conrad is that the guy? Uh, I think so. Robert yeah. Conrad and Ross Martin. Yes, playing uh, Jim West and Artemis Gordon. Yeah. Well, before we get too far away from where we started, oh, Battlestar wow. Galactica, and yeah. Battlestar Galactica, um, one of the actors on that show, Richard Hatch, passed away this week, and um, oh, I, okay. I, 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 I'm just not sure who that is or what character he played because I never watched the show. Richard but Hatch. I feel did, like he uh-huh. did. He play Richard Starbuck. Hatch. Did yeah. he play Starbuck? He had like kind of uh, shaggy, dark hair, and kind of big eyes. I think. Huh. <laughs> I can see his face, but I don't know. I don't know who he played, to be honest with you. There were some uh, pictures, and um, he's just the only other recognizable name that I could find that has passed away in the last eight days. <laughs> oh, I, th- I think he. I think he was the guy who played Starbuck, Richard Hatch. Okay, yeah. which was that the main character? Like the main? He was like the main young character, wasn't he? Right, he was the main young, uh, virile male lead in Battle hero. Star- yeah, yeah. So, yeah, cool. I think that's right. Oh, no, yeah, I I am com- I'm completely wrong. He played oh. um, He played Apollo on the series Battlestar oh. Galactica 1978. Okay, man, am I way off. 2239, so that's like 39 years ago. So I don't know how old he was, but I felt like he was, I thought they said in the obituary he was, he was older. I think he's like 70, but I could be wrong. Uh, no, that's probably right, yeah. Yeah, he was 71 was years guy- old. Are you looking at the cast list or uh, at a no bit? Uh, Battlestar Galactica. Actually, I was yeah. li- I was looking at Richard Hatch's IMDb page. Okay. Wasn't there a guy who who played like the main young character? Wasn't his name Bart something? That's where I made my mistake. Okay, sorry. Just let me remember. I was thinking that Richard Hatch played Starbuck. Now that was Dirk Benedict played Lieutenant Starbuck, uh, and Richard Hatch played Captain Apollo. And of course, Lauren Green was Commander Adama. And, uh, <laughs> Commander Adama. And then, like, didn't they do another Battlestar Galactica, like on um, Showtime or something in the in the early two thousands with uh, like Edward yeah. James almost? Uh, they yeah. did, yeah, yeah, from 2004 to 2009, yeah. With, wow. Yeah, Edward James almost played, um, yeah. He played Admiral William Adama. And uh, the other characters were always getting caught in the pits in his face. Yeah. 
I'm a terrible oh, person. Man. I'm a horrible, horrible person. Yes. Oh, I'm going to burn in hell. Oh, man. They, they had uh, Danny Trejo on one time, and they had a, a, oh, wow. they had a big pit off between uh, <laughs> Danny Trejo and Edward James almost. It was amazing. Oh, wow. oh man. They were, oh, that would the, be yeah, that would the, be a Battlestar Galactica right there. Yeah, the contest was to see who could carry the largest boulders in their faces. <laughs> oh, that's so oh, mean. So mean. It is. So We're mean. terrible people. Hey. You should edit all of that out. No. You should edit that out. I'm not going to worry about it. I, uh, <laughs> You're I, supposed to say I will. Oh, oh, I'm gonna edit oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to edit it out. <laughs> uh, of, course, of course, I'm on drugs. I may forget that right now. Yeah, yeah, that's I've, right. I've got, that's true. I've got antibiotics and uh, um, inhalable steroids. steroids on board. All yeah. kinds of shit. Yeah. Sure. So you're forgiven. I'm going to burn in hell, but, <laughs> but you're forgiven because you're on no. drugs. No, I, I, uh, no, I, no, I think Edward James almost is a great actor, though. I mean, you know, there's nothing, you know, not necessarily in that show per se, but uh, uh, but other other performances that he's given. Oh and yeah, Danny Trejo is always a, a hoot to see in a movie because he's he's hilarious and a badass and all that. He plays a badass awesomely. Yes, yeah. He I does. mean, Edward James almost stand and deliver. You can't beat that movie. That movie's the penultimate. Uh, poor kids school movie, you know. Right, that's true. Based on a true story. Based on a true story, beats the fuck out of Dangerous Minds and yeah. any other. <laughs> oh yeah, all the ones that came after, of course. Exactly. A- yeah. Of course, actually, the the yeah the one that uh, Edward James almost was in was um, a copy. Uh, well, not a copy, but you know, it's in the tradition. What was that other movie? Uh... To Sir with Love? Yes, To Sir with Love and Goodbye, Mr. Blackboard Chips. Blackboard Jungle, and, and Goodbye, yeah. Mr. Chips. Yeah, probably Blackboard Jungle would probably be well, more closely related. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Goodbye, Mr. Chips is in its own little subreddit of English schoolboy movies, of which I am a fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know... The Browning version just isn't what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> so if you if so if you like English schoolboy movies, do you like the movie If with uh, Malcolm McDowell? <laughs> you know, I actually have. Oh, I don't think I've ever seen it all the way through. I, and in fact, I think it was on one time, and I was going to watch it, and I missed part of it, and mm. so I didn't watch it because I hate to. I hate to only catch part of it. But oh. I know I've seen scenes from it, and it's definitely one of those ones I've always wanted to see, and for mm. some reason I've just never got around to it. Yeah. Spoiler is it, alert. Is it one you would recommend? Uh huh. Spoiler alert. There's a lot of shooting at the end. <laughs> I, I think I've seen parts of that. I know. I'm sure you've you've seen lots of uh, snippets of it. You know, from time to time. Um, yes. Just one of those, one of those classic British films. At least yeah, of, it, of its I time. Can't... You know, very emblematic of its of its time in the '60s. Right. Right, Malcolm McDowell. Isn't it directed by um, Lindsay Anderson? And I can't think what else he's directed, but I feel like Lindsay Anderson directed something else that's kind of a cult thing that I've seen. Hmm. But I, I don't know. I don't know off the top of my head now. 
Okay. We should just open open IMDb while we do the show, so we can get. Our, I know. Anyway, really. just have it. I'm I'm gonna get a third screen for my uh, <laughs> for my laptop. And right, uh, yeah, do, that's uh, what we need. And I'll just have IMDb open all the time. To answer that's what we need. Any and I all should... questions? No, actually, you know, I just pop my phone open and and check the I have the IMDb app. What did we do before IMDb? I don't know. We certainly couldn't have had a podcast before the internet. That's no, for we, sure. Yeah, really. We, <laughs> well, <laughs> that jo- that joke works on so many levels. It uh, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> Especially when you're on heavy, when you're heavily medicated. Yes. Uh, okay. Hey. We 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 we'd be doing a low low wattage radio program. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'd be doing like something like a public access TV show or something. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Of but I'm. Um, yeah. Wow, that sounds familiar. Or we get it our. It does. Or we get our own co-op show. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Hey, we um, we are going to do a lot of stuff this year. I know. Actually, I'm I'm going to do a lot of stuff. Uh, you may you're definitely doing two things with me, and yes. maybe three. Possibly. So, uh, so um, there's it's it was just like this week was massive concerts announced. Oh, definitely. Um, oh my God. I um, I was I just happened to be online looking for. I think I was looking for. I don't even remember what I was looking for now. And uh, I I happened to get on the ACL uh, live venues website and there was right. uh, uh, an announcement of brian ferry on march 22nd that somehow i missed That's, and so uh yeah i've never seen him live and i, I me don't think either you have e- either so nope so and so it was um, nice of you to give me the heads up then once uh once that was uh well you- i just was like f- uh-huh. fuck it i'm getting tickets and i'm gonna get three of them and if you and sierra <laughs> can't go i'll find two more people right so because uh, uh i wanted to go yeah i think it would be you know a good show i mean it would have been nice to get in a time machine go back in time and see him with roxy music but uh, that's never gonna happen so right yeah <laughs> so, so yeah i you know it may be it may be a pretty laid-back show um you know but i'm the tickets were reasonable, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna get three of them." And and I'm if if Mark and, and it's like on a Wednesday, I was like, eh, I don't care." You know, Brian Ferry, the show will be over by eleven. I can be in bed in time to get up and go to work <laughs> the next day. So you really, yeah. So yeah. I hear he's gonna do so, only cover tunes. No, is that a joke? That's a joke. <laughs> of course, he oh, you know okay. he he did release a couple of albums of only cover tunes, didn't he? Oh yeah, more than a couple. Was it? And I mean, he did one that was all Bob Dylan. Oh, I didn't know about that. Hmm. Yeah, Dylan esque. Wow. It was called Dylan esque. It was. Oh my god. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, your your, so, no, your knowledge of Brian Ferry far far exceeds mine. That's for sure. <laughs> well, I've I've bought or downloaded. Mm-hmm. I think almost. Well, I didn't. I don't have. I don't think I downloaded Dylan esque. Um, but like I, he has an album that came out last year, and now I can't remember what it's called. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty good. And there's there's been you know a lot of his post two thousand stuff, I guess you would say. Although yeah. that's seventeen years now, but you know the, a lot of his newer stuff. It's all. It all sounds a little similar, but it's still good, awesome, like that nighttime, 
smooth right sound that he has you know oh yeah as yeah. uh he has a great voice as, to be sure oh yeah as uh john christian said would would say he's one suave motherfucker <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> and his his most his more recent albums are just more of the same suaveness yeah so and he warbles sometimes he does warble sometimes so <laughs> i think that will be fantastic so that, i think like it'll be the, a good show the, I'm excited, and it's in March. It's only like a, a month away, so don't have to wait too long for that one. Okay. Um, yeah. And then, uh, like the day after I bought those tickets, I want to say, maybe it was the two days after, mm -hmm. uh, all of a sudden there was three big announcements. One was um, Lady Gaga, and that was during the, the day of the Super Bowl, and then it turned out that the announcement was said it was going to be on August 11th, but that was uh, – uh, a lie uh, oh. was um, some. I think somebody, some website that resells concert tickets just made that up. I think. What to throw um, people off? I don't know. Where I, I think they just wanted to get. I think what they were trying to do was put up a date that says that the show is coming. Tickets will be coming soon because they didn't know what the date was, but they thought there was going to be an announcement of a concert. So once there was an announcement, they could update the site, and people who'd already been on there and liked it would come back and buy tickets from them. Mm. Okay. I think I think that's kind of what their scam is on Facebook. But mm. So Gaga's coming December 5th, and I'd oh. like to see that show, but I'm counting on Sierra to to be able to get us some tickets so um i hope she can yeah that would be awesome and then and then um so that show was actually supposed to be on that the, the scam concert site that i like to say it was a scam uh said it was going to be august 11th which is the day before we go to san francisco and uh right and then it turned out that Although Gaga was going to be in December, mm -hmm. uh, uh, the bands Blondie and Garbage are doing a show on August 11th at ACL. Right. And and, and so... Believe you me, I, I want to go to that show. However, because it is the day before we're leaving on uh, the San Francisco trip, uh, that, that kind of makes it a little difficult because my mom will be coming into Austin that night... So it's kind of hard to go to a show when your mom's coming into town. Yeah, she's coming into town. She's going to be, you know, probably stay with us overnight before we, you know, catch the flight to San Francisco. So, right. So, well, that's the that's the thing. You know, my nephew loves garbage and is a big Shirley Manson fan, and of course, I like Blondie, and I've never seen Blondie. Neither and, have I. And that's I like why garbage. It, it hurts me that uh, yeah, I won't be able to yeah. go. But oh well. Yeah, and I I like garbage as well, but I don't. I only know a few of their really big hits, really. Um, but anyway, my nephew, I I said to him, you know, can you get in town the night before we go on the trip and go see the show? Do you want to do that? And of course, he wanted to do that. So uh, I believe he had some presale code for that, so he's going to get tickets for us. For that so that's in august okay well you'll just have to tell tell me and sarah all about it and, i'll be glad to and we'll be, she, it'll give us something to talk about on the plane <laughs> well absolutely <laughs> wow and so exciting and then we did get tickets in may for the b-52s i am so excited the wow B yeah is coming in may yeah right yeah that'll be the second time you and you and i have seen b-52s together that's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the thing that I kind of that disappoints me, but, uh, you know, I'll live. Um, uh, <laughs> okay. Keith Strickland, 
Yeah. Keith Strickland, who who started as the drummer and then once uh, uh, Ricky Wilson died, he became like the the main songwriter music wise and and um, the guitarist for the band. He's like the he's like really the band member that puts the music together. Right. More than in anything, uh, he has kind of retired from touring, so he will not be at the show. Oh. So hmm. it, it will be a, a band of musicians and uh, Fred and Kate and Cindy singing, which will be good enough for me. I mean, certainly right. it's, it's awesome to see Fred and Kate and Cindy perform. That's that, right. that is not going to be a letdown by any shape, way, shape sure. or form, but they are the, um, they are the front people for the band. So, you know, it'll, it'll be a, yeah. it'll still be a, a great experience. Yeah. And, um, you know, like you said, we've seen them once. Um, and they were fantastic. I have no doubt they'll be just as great again. So I'm excited right. for that one. That one's in May. Yeah. How long ago was that that we saw them at, um, God, what was it, La Zona Rosa? We saw them at La Zona Rosa, I want to say in 2000. When did you get married? In 2014? 13. Well, then maybe it was 2011 when we saw them. Um, maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. It wasn't. Those- it wasn't that that long ago, but well, I guess that's yeah, that's six years ago. Six or seven years ago, yeah. Uh-huh. I wonder if I, I. It was back in the day when I could only take a uh, 2010. It says on my f- pictures. I only was able to. I only had a phone where I could take two pictures of the band <laughs> playing wow. live when we saw them. Right, um, and they're yeah, I and they're really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're really poor quality, yeah. Yeah, same here. I, yeah, I had a, a shitty, shitty little flip phone back then, probably still, and got some pictures. I think pictures, I did too, yeah. But they were, yeah, they were not very good. But I, I was super low quality. Uh, yeah. yeah, I was happy to have them, but yeah, it's a whole different world now. Oh, it is, man. It is. I mean, I still, you know, like I refuse to do at a concert, I refuse to use a flash to a certain degree. It's pointless anyway, unless you're right close to the front of the stage. But I just think it's douchebaggy to have a to use right. a flash Absolutely. when a band is up there performing. And so and even, you know, like the the tickets we have to the B-52s are up in the balcony anyway. So flash is not going to do you any good anyway. But yeah, so my pictures will be great. You know, they'll be grainy for the for the ones I can take um, during this show, too. But, you know, you take a few pictures just so you can remember that you were there. Yeah. Is well, what I, I like to do. Even if grainy, though, with your uh, uh current phone is going to be a thousand times better than the the, the pictures you took in uh, 2010 2011 yeah absolutely yeah mm-hmm. yeah i mean i have some i think i took with this phone well maybe not i was thinking i have some i took with my current phone of devo when we saw them at acl the second time when they were doing the hardcore devo show yeah but now that i think about that i don't think i had this phone when i did that i had a different phone Mm-hmm. I think so. Anyway, yeah. Uh, B-52s at ACL in May. I am super stoked for that. So we've got Brian Ferry, the B-52s, Blondie and Garbage, and Lady Gaga. And wow. uh, we still have to see if we can get Lady Gaga tickets. But that's that's a nice lineup of shows that for is. a year. That's an amazing lineup I'm, of shows to see. We'll have, I'm, we'll, I'm excited. Yeah, we'll have lots to talk about about, about those shows for sure. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fun to talk about the Brian Ferry show for sure coming up in about a month here. So, 
Oh, I know. Um, I uh, hey, I have a, a a couple three movies I want to talk about that I watched within the last week. Do you want to get into that, or do you have something else you want to get into first? Or uh, well, let's go ahead and cover these movies, and then we'll um, then when we jump into the TV, I have something I, I'd like to uh, talk to you about. Okay, cool. Because we're going right. to talk about Riverdale for sure, right? Yeah, we're definitely going to talk about that. Plus, I've got another show that uh, Sierra turned me on to that I think you you might find interesting to at least hear about. Oh, cool. Or you? Cool. Okay. We'll see. Okay. All right, cool. Well, the first uh, earlier today, I watched um, on Amazon Prime. Um, you know, you remember it's been. I don't remember what month it was. It was, I think it was before the election and we all went to shit. So it must've been in October. Uh, I went and saw a movie called Lars, the emo kid. So you remember like, um, I don't even know when it was. I think it was in, uh, October before the election and all the craziness. I went and saw a a movie called Lars, the emo kid, uh, at some little festival here in town in Austin. And it's, that was a, like a low budget movie made by uh, a guy named um, Joe. What is his name? It's a, Joe Grisafi. Joe Grisafi. Mm-hmm. And really cool movie. I really liked it. Um, and I know on the episode when we talked about it, we were having some sound problems um, and that frustrated me. But um, Joe Grisafi is a guy from Houston. And I know him through my friend Chuck Norfolk, who has made some some a couple of movies as well. And Chuck is really like Chuck made a movie called Haunted Trailer. That's this goofy movie about like a uh, these this family that lives in a trailer and they're all real over exaggerated hillbilly types. And the and the trailer is haunted. And it's, it's just a dumb kind of horror comedy movie. That's like the, the one star in it. The, oh yeah. Okay. Right. Go ahead. Ron Jeremy. Yeah. With Ron <laughs> right. Jeremy. Yes. Right. Yes. And it's, it's uh, I don't even know where you can see. I don't know if there's an online place where you can see haunted trailer or not. Um, there's definitely like, like um, trailers haha, in on um, YouTube for it. <laughs> right. But, but whether or not, you can see the full movie online. I really don't know, to be quite honest with you. I think you can buy the DVD online somewhere. Anyway, hmm. Chuck's newest movie is called Getting Schooled, and it's fucking awesome. It's so amazingly great. Really? Okay. <laughs> I was so – I loved it so much. Haunted trailer I liked, but, you know, when your friend makes a movie and it's okay and, you know, it's not the best thing, obviously, I've ever seen. But, you know, it was it had funny moments, and it was interesting and okay. And, hey, it's actually a real movie you know and and all that um you know it was cool to 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 see that but this is really a real movie it's 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 a it's it's a it's low budget of course it's still kind of a horror slash comedy movie which seems to be the genre that he enjoys making um but it's 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 so it's like a it's like an homage to breakfast club and like, I don't know, you know, horror movies like Friday the 13th. And then it's got a psychotic vet in it going through <laughs> PS, PTSD. So, you know, okay. it's like got all these mm. things going on. But basically, the, the, the easiest way to describe it is it's like if you took Breakfast Club and the kids are in detention. And instead of sitting around and talking about their feelings, one of the teachers goes crazy and starts killing all of them. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so it's okay. like an homage to to John Hughes and like a eighties low budget horror schlock movies. You know, schlock horror movies. Uh, Super funny. Has some really great one liners in it. Hmm. And um, uh, you can it's on Amazon. You can buy it on Amazon and watch it for just a few dollars. Or if you have Amazon Prime, which I do, you get to see it for free, which is awesome. Wow. Um, but it's just, you know, and it's only like 90 minutes. Ron Jeremy is in it playing a janitor, playing the janitor role. Um, <laughs> wow. All right. <laughs> okay, and he has, so a, he has a he has a great death scene. And great. So apparently uh, Chuck has a, a good relationship with Ron Jeremy then. Well, I think so. And I think Jeremy's price is probably right. You know what I mean? I mean, he's a name actor that gets people interested. True. And 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 um probably does it for a reasonable you know we'll do the movie for a reasonable amount of money so um yeah but it's like a real you know it's a real movie it's not like oh my friends made a movie and and it's online this is a real movie that you know it's on fucking amazon man amazon doesn't put anything on there i don't know all the i, I do believe he has a company that bought it um and is is releasing it on DVD and stuff like that. I there, he's definitely got some kind of a distribution deal for it. Hmm. So, well, you know, it's just really that sounds great. I mean, Sierra has Amazon Prime, so I guess we should download, yeah, should download the we should download the app onto our uh, Apple TV and watch yeah. that movie. Yeah, hmm. it's called Getting Getting Schooled, and Getting you know, schooled. I'm not you know. It's certainly not the best movie you'll ever see in your life. And I don't know, maybe you have to have a – I wish I could think of one of the funny lines in it. But there's just some fucking funny, off-the-wall, goofy lines in it. And, you know, it's just my kind of humor. Okay. Um, and maybe it's not for everyone, you know. But if you like – if you like, you know – and there's 80s kind movies? of a, a – well, '80s movies definitely. Um, if you like, if like I, you know, I love The Breakfast Club. If you love The Breakfast Club, this is a great kind of a, a homage to it, you know, um, okay. because they, they definitely have like there's a preppy girl, there's a stoner guy, there's a, um, uh, a like a uh, jock guy, and mm -hmm. then there's two other girls. You know, one is kind of like the outcast, and then the other one is right. kind of like the nerd girl. Instead of a nerd boy, they have the nerd girl, uh, right? And okay. um, and then like the one of their one of the teachers um is in a wheelchair and gets hit in the head, and and <laughs> all of a sudden starts having Vietnam flashbacks, and uh. and uh, you know, I thought when when Chuck first told me about it, and I first saw some trailers, and and he was telling me about it, I thought it was going to be a kind of a mystery where you didn't know who the killer was until the end, and then it turned out it was one of the teachers having PS PTSD f Vietnam flashbacks. But that's not mm -hmm. what it is at all. It's you know you know from the beginning what's going on, and it's more about the kids. Try, which of course all the kids are twenty-year-old actors playing teenagers, because that's what the genre calls for. Right. But it's right. all about it's all about them running around the school trying to figure out how to survive and and to to um, take on this Vietnam vet and and uh, defeat him. You know. <laughs> okay. So, it's, so it's sounds just, sounds pretty out there. Uh, hey. I mean, yeah, totally you know. low budget. You know, it's right. not it's not. Um, you know, it's not a Hollywood film by any means, but it's not it's not 
what do you you know it's not a movie where they had no budget this movie had a budget mm-hmm. they it's it's a real movie which is a you know it has and all oh, the music is great it has it it has uh, someone who whoever did the music and i can't remember his name um, oh original it, it, music real 80 Original music with real 80s feel to it. Awesome. It's, okay. The music is awesome. The okay. acting is actually, you know, the acting is actually very good. It's not just, um, you know, Chuck got his friends to be in the movie. It's got real actors in it. One of the guys who's mm-hmm. in it actually has a small role in Linklater's Boyhood, I believe. Um, hmm. okay. So there's just... There's, you know, the acting is pretty good. The dialogue is is at times is freaking hilarious. And um, I don't know. It was just really cool to watch it to, you know, even though he's a friend of mine and he knows that I would say if I thought it was shit, I would say this movie's a piece of shit because no, I've I said know. that you're, about a couple of things. No, you're you're <laughs> you're very done. <laughs> yeah, you're you're very honest about um, um, giving uh, movie recommendations. So. I think there's enough information there for me to give this film a look. And yeah, I would love for you to see it and see what you think of it. And Chuck has said he's willing to come on the show. So we can have him on the show if you want to sometime. Well, that could be interesting. Hmm. Yeah, like, it could be really fun. Like a three-way uvu? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. That, sounded, that's a, that sounds hot, man. <laughs> Let's have a... Have a three-way uvu. A three-way uvu. Yes, sir. Hey, call your call your friend and let's have a three-way uvu. Um, <laughs> okay. So, so I, so, I um, getting schooled. I, I just watched schooled. that today. Getting schooled. Yeah, All I right. just watched it today, and I, it may be on other. It may be on other streaming applications as well. I'm not sure. I just know mm. it's on Amazon Prime. Because I, that's where I saw it. Uh, right. And you can buy it on DVD on Amazon. Hmm. And I'm sure there may be some other online streaming outlets for it as well. Um, okay. Okay. Another movie I saw this week. That, yes. Uh, that just freaking blew me away. There is a there's a guy named Noah Bombach. I think we've talked about him before. He he hmm. he. He started out – he's made a couple movies, and then he got involved with Wes Anderson, you know, the guy who did like Rushmore and uh, the Royal Tannenbaums and Aquatic right. Life of Steve Zizou and all those films. Yes. So he got involved with him for a while, and they worked together on several of those films. And then he started doing his own movies again in the – I want to say – it was in the 2000s. Um, the first one that he did when he kind of went back to filmmaking was called The Squid and the Whale – with Jesse Eisenberg, and it's a fucking amazing movie. Mm-hmm. And he did a he did a movie called Mar- Margot at the Wedding, Greenberg, uh, Francis Ha, which I still haven't seen. So he's he's a, a filmmaker that I really like. Yeah. Well, yeah, I've so, I've seen the Squid and the Whale, and so yeah, and that's a, a that's an amazing film. Oh, I love that movie. So I I need to see it again. Now I'm on a kick to watch all of his movies. So. In 1995, he made a movie called Kicking and Screaming, and Criterion has it released on the Criterion collection. Mm. Um, And it sucks that in like 2005, 10 years later, there was a movie called Kicking and Screaming with uh, Will Ferrell that's like where he's the coach of a boys soccer team and it's a horrible horrible piece of fucking shit <laughs> don't watch that don't watch that don't watch that kicking and screaming you want to watch the 19 19- it is it's it's no. god awful 
Okay. You want to watch the um, 1995 Noah Baumbach kicking and screaming because that movie is a fucking masterpiece. Okay. It's, it's his first. It's his first movie. 1995. It's, Noah Baumbach. It's yeah, kicking and screaming. It's set in nine. I believe it's supposed to be set in the 90s, but it has kind of a real. Maybe it's supposed to be set a little earlier, you know. But it has a real 80s feel to it. But sometimes I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, when I was I was re rewatching it today, and I was like, you know, they don't have cell phones because it's 1995. Yeah. They don't have co- computers because it's 1995. So it isn't necessarily that it's set in the 80s. It's just that when you see early 90s now it looks like the 80s <laughs> well yeah <laughs> because we didn't have any of the shit that we had in the late 90s right 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 um, yeah and, and you know yes. but it may mm. be supp- supposedly set in the 80 in the late 80s or something i'm not sure um but it's about these these four guys they've gone to college together and they graduate from college and and then they really just kind of hang around the college town where they went to college and and don't really get on with their lives they kind of just hang in limbo for a year yeah and it's and it's it's incredible the dialogue is fucking amazing and funny um it's very much it reminded me a whole lot of link later um but it also reminded me of wes anderson it reminded me of hal hartley and then uh, you know the guy Whit stillman i was telling you about who did cosmopolitan and barcelona and last days of disco yeah we talked about him a few episodes ago. Uh, reminded me of his work as well. In fact, one of the guys who's in um, Barcelona and Cosmopolitan, whose name is Chris Eigeman, uh, is in is one of the main characters in Kicking and Screaming. He always plays kind of this smug, disillusioned asshole type guy just a smart ass basically he always plays like kind of a smart ass right like the one guy in a group of, a group of friends is always the sarcastic smart ass mm-hmm. that's the character he plays and that's what he plays in this film as well but he's just great at doing <laughs> it and he's fucking funny okay. and the dialogue in this movie is hilarious i i you know some of it's just so clever and um it's and then and then it it has a slight shift as it goes along and becomes a little more serious and a little more thoughtful and by the end of the movie it becomes almost you know like a complete like it's it's a comedy in a way but then it kind mm-hmm. of twists as it goes and just gets a little more serious and so it it ends with kind of like a a realistic and 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 poignant kind of feel to it. it uh, it's really it's oh. just done hmm. super well. And then okay. there's a lot of actors who are in it who at the time were kind of just starting. The the Eric Stoltz is in it, but he's you know the adults that you recognize in it are Eric Stoltz and Elliot Gould. They play small roles in the movie. Hmm. But then there's people like Parker Posey is in it, uh, Olivia Diabo and Josh Hamilton are in it, and um, and so it's like they're you know they're very early in their careers, um, and so it has a lot of people you recognize in it. Um, I don't know. I just loved it. I just it wow. was it's it's clever and quirky and kind of smug and antsy. It's got great one-liners in it, and and then as it moves on, it becomes it becomes a little more slow and thoughtful, and um, then then has a real poignant kind of sweet, um, bittersweet mm-hmm. ending. Um, so I don't I don't know. It's just one of those it's movies like a- I. I 
Is it transform? It transforms almost maybe like one of the character transforms and realize that he's maybe not doing with his life what he should be doing with his life. Right, right, yeah, okay. right. Like it's, it's um, it's like one of the characters at the beginning of the movie when they're. It's kind of like the party after they graduate, right. and his girlfriend tells him that he's that she's going to go off and live in they both want to be writers they mm-hmm. met in a writing class and he tells her that or she she tells him that she's going to go live in um i think it's prague she says she's going to go live in for a oh, year wow. and he he doesn't want to go so she kind of leaves so then as the movie mm. continues there are these flashbacks of how they met and their relationship as well as the in a way it's a little confusing i didn't realize that part of it was flashbacks until i was way into the movie and then i'm like wait a minute <laughs> what's that's going the girl on? that left him yeah that's the girl <laughs> that left him at the beginning of the movie and and it's like it, when I figured it out, I was like, I, I one of the reasons I'm rewatching it is because I wanted to go back because right. I kind of totally missed that these scenes of him and her meeting were a flashback. It just didn't, <laughs> I just didn't snap to it, and I felt like a dumbass too when I when that happened. Um, but it's one of those movies that you don't mind watching again because it's so mm. it's so clever and and the dialogue is so great wow. and uh, the characters are great, the actors are great, yeah. Um, there was a couple lines that I actually wrote down because I, I thought they were really interesting. Like towards, towards the end, one of the characters who's, you know, again, it's been about a year after they graduated, they're still, still in their, their college town, just kind of hanging out. And one of the characters says, despite my intense efforts to do nothing, things happened anyway, (laughs) which I thought was a great line. Right. Uh, And then there was a, there's a line where the, one of the guys asks one of the friends, uh, how do you make God laugh? And the guy's like, how? And he's like, make a plan. And I was like, that's a really funny line. You know, how do you make God laugh? Make a plan. Because it's, it's, it's very clever that, yeah, if you make a plan, it always gets fucked up. That will make God laugh anytime you think you know what you're doing. But then it's like, right. it's funny and it's fucking true. I mean, when the way they did it in the movie, it was so well done that I, I laughed immediately and then just got totally thoughtful about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. it, it's struck me as funny. And then I'm like, you know, it's almost like it's that thing where it's funny because it's true. It just went it was just like turning a light bulb into a socket or something where right. you go ding, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just a r- really Really, I mean, just a really great movie, and I, I think one of the reasons I love it so much, and I'm, I, you know, I'm so excited about seeing it, is, <laughs> is that I, I, I didn't know anything about it, you know. I bought it purely on the fact that this, that Noah Baumbach wrote and directed it, and it was his first movie, and, um, and it kind of was one of those movies I had and put it in the DVD player two or three times, and then I'd be like, no, nah, I'm gonna watch something else instead, and. And, uh, you know, it took me forever to watch it. And now I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is an undiscovered gem, man. This is just a really great movie. Um, So I'm so glad I watched it because and and bought it when the Criterion Collection had a sale. Considering your enthusiasm, I'm now I'm getting excited about it. So I, you know, track that down. 
or borrow I your think, copy. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's like 95 minutes. It's not long or anything. And mm-hmm. I think you would really like it. The dialogue is super clever. And and even though it reminds you of a lot of other films that have come out since, I mean, it's certainly when I'm watching it, I was like, man, this is so Linklater-esque. You know, it really reminded me kind of of Everybody okay. Wants Some, that whole thing about college kids. And, mm-hmm. and mainly it's just kind of their day-to-day life, which is kind of funny and kind of poignant and, you know. Kind of, you know, has all these little different feelings in it that's basically just kind of based on real life. Mm. Um, it's 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 just so done so well, and there's so many clever one-liners, and and the characters are great, and yeah, it's just it's just really worth seeing. So, yeah, you can borrow it whenever you like. <laughs> okay, I probably will. Now, I mean, after that glowing review, my gosh. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, it's one of those movies where you just want I, I just want to hand it to people and be like. You gotta watch this, <laughs> right? You gotta watch this. Let's you know? start bootlegging it and handing it out on the right? street corner. Right? Yeah, yeah. Back in the day, you could do that. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, no, we wouldn't do that. We don't want to take. We don't want to <laughs> no. take um, food out of the mouths of um, of his kids or whatever. Children, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know that reminds me of of something I saw today. Not to get off on a slippery slope here, but no, it's fine. There was That's a, good. There was. There was a thing on it. It'll be short. I hope there was a thing on Facebook where it was like it was like something about it's it's, you know, I'm paraphrasing deeply here, but it was something about how it's like it's cool to take to sneak food into movie theaters because you're stupid if you pay seven dollars for a Kit Kat or whatever. <laughs> and I was like. You know, I used to work for a movie theater, and I was like, you know, the people. The, first off, people who work in movie theaters make no fucking money. Movie theaters don't make a lot of money. I know popcorn is ten dollars, but mm-hmm. you know that that ten dollars pays for everything because movie theaters do not make right. any money off the movies that they show. They right. make a tiny fraction of money off the movies that they show. The money that movie theaters makes comes from the concession stand. And so when you buy that $10 bag of popcorn, you're paying for the building and the guy who made the popcorn and the guy who's going to sweep it up and the electric electricity and blah, 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 blah. So, you know, think about those things. Yeah, maybe they ought to, like, uh, they ought to put up signs in the theater that says such. Maybe they should. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it it might make people think twice, or maybe not. Maybe not. You know, I'm sure yeah. all businesses are like that. I I just I just have worked at a movie theater, so I know what they're all about. But you know, I bitch about prices at other things. You know, it's like when you go get your car repaired, you bitch about it. But you know, they gotta have a building, and they gotta have a guy who knows how to fix it, and they gotta pay for the electricity, and they right. gotta pay for all the fucking upkeep of all the equipment that they use, and you know. But yes. Four hundred dollars to fix your car is fucking ridiculous. So. Uh, yes. <laughs> so. Yeah. All right. Um. Oh, speaking of four hundred dollars to fix your car. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, I forgot to mention when uh, when uh, my uh, illness came back, when my fever came back, uh, when I finally, when I realized that I was actually coming down with the flu, I was coming home from work one day. And um, because in my groggy and fevered state, wasn't paying as close attention while I was driving, and I ran into the back of an 18-wheeler with my Jeep. Oh, my God. Well, it was like at five miles an hour, but it still, it still, still. It still crunched my bumper. So, anyway. Oh, that sucks. So it's in the well, shop it, right it now being any... repaired. 
Oh, oh Jesus. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, so bad enough to, to where it had to be taken to the shop, huh? Yeah, well, I mean, I could, it, it was it was still drivable after I hit. It was just that the, the bumper was, you know, the front, um, yeah, the front bumper was crunched in. And, uh, yeah. That it, sucks. Yeah, it looked like hell, and it had to be repaired. And so, yeah, it was not a good day. <laughs> so it was an expensive uh, uh, case of the flu. Right. It didn't. Um, it didn't hurt the eighteen wheeler. I'm guessing. Um, I don't even think it put a scratch on it because you know the, oh, the eighteen wheelers on the very back. You know they have this big bar specifically right. made to keep uh, vehicles that run into the back of them from going underneath them. So it's a bar that's right you know, at, at about bumper high, and uh, right. So I back. yeah I. Popped right into it, and uh, did yeah. did the driver get out? Oh yeah, I mean obviously he must have. Oh. He must have felt you know a, a you know a mosquito flitting by his ear or something, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but uh, you know no no injuries. I mean we're talking you know five mile per hour collision here, but uh, right yeah, but you don't like to see those kind of things happen. Especially when, no, you're, when you're when you're not feeling good, you don't want to be involved in an accident. You just uh, want to go. Uh, you just I want know. to be home in bed. So, but anyway. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna knock wood because I'm gonna say, um, yeah. To me, it's like a little accident like that. The, uh, you know, the damage to the vehicle and stuff is like whatever. Mm-hmm. But the fucking time it takes out of your life to deal with it, uh, that's the fucking downs. You know, that's the downside in my opinion. I can deal with the financial, whatever, something happened, I gotta I gotta pay for it. But right. the fucking time out of your life to deal with it and the logistics of dealing with it, getting oh, your car agreed. to the shop, something exactly. else to drive while your car is in the shop. Yeah, it's just a oh, nightmare, nightmare, nightmare. Mm-hmm. And yeah, if that would have happened to me when I was feeling sick last month, I would have just been like, oh, why, why won't someone just shoot me in the head? <laughs> <laughs> oh, believe me, don't don't think that those thoughts didn't go through my head like, oh, God, <laughs> what now? But, yeah, uh, exactly. Oh, nightmare. Yeah, whatever. Well, so, fun. That, fun, just, fun. That, that just jogged my memory when you mentioned Four hundred dollars for cars. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. I kind of yeah, know what that's like. Yeah, so. yeah. Sorry, sorry, man. <laughs> no, <laughs> totally, totally brought up something without meaning to, and, mm. and reminded you of real life. <laughs> yes. The last thing I want to think about. Last thing I want to think about when I'm doing this show is real life. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Hey, I don't care. I'm not feeling sick anymore, so I don't care. Well, Whatever. good. Yay. All, all Yay. right. Let's continue with the show. <laughs> All right, yeah. So the I'm just gonna say real quick on the other movie I wanted to talk about. Okay, I'll, I'll do it in ten, ten seconds here, maybe. All there's right. a there's a, sh- a movie on Lifetime called High School Lover, um, and it's um, got James Franco in it, and he plays oh. the part of a dad. He plays like a dad who works in the movie industry, and his daughter starts dating this guy who's uh, an actor. And it's just a stupid, fucked up Lifetime movie. Yes. But but the daughter who dates the actor is like 17. She meets him at like a Hollywood party kind of a thing. Mm. And the actor guy has a friend, and her two friends, a boy and a girl, start dating the other guy who's who's – quote-unquote bisexual okay and it's like the the first movie i've seen in 
ever, really, where there was an actual bisexual character in it that was actually not just dating one gender or the other, but two at one time. Hmm. Um, but it's such a typical Lifetime movie. Oh, and really? it's really bad. Yeah. Does it get preachy? But, Does it get preachy? Of course, of course. Oh. The guy, the guy who plays the 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 actor who gets uh, involved with James Franco's daughter, it becomes obsessed for no fucking reason. It's like you know, and of course, by the end, he's he's going to he comes breaks in her house and is going to kill her. Oh and it's, god! And it's like, yeah, just so stupid, stupid, typical. stupid. What the hell would Franco get involved with a project like this? For the paycheck, I think he, I think he, I, I think he has some kind of a deal with Lifetime, and I think at one point he was going to uh, direct this movie, but ended up just acting in it. Uh. He, he, Franco. Franco does this thing where he he works with um, he does acting workshops and and he um, you know, of course, I'm sure you pay a huge fee to get in these acting workshops, but he, he will work on projects with with a bunch of younger people. And then I think some of those projects develop into real projects. And I don't know if this came out of something like that or if Lifetime approached him. And it was one of those movies, too, where the day I heard about it, the day that it came on Lifetime, I had not heard anything about this. Hmm. And all of a sudden, boom, this movie's going to be on tonight and Franco's part of it. And I, I read online about it and, and it was like, you know, I, they, I, at one point that he was going to, to direct it, I think, and then he ended up just acting in it. and Or maybe he was going to co-direct it and then it ended up being directed by some some new younger person. But hmm. I just the one thing that the one thing that was interesting about all of it was they had a bisexual character and he's day and of course these kids who who uh, these supposed quote unquote kids are supposed to be seventeen they're not like little hmm. kids right. and and it's just like um, you know I'm I'm sure the middle aged women who love who uh, watch Lifetime just love to be like oh my god they're rapists hmm. so <laughs> oh boy but I just I just thought it was we're gonna we're gonna get letters folks. I just wow. thought it was uh, I thought it was interesting that they had a bisexual character, um, even though he turns out to be like a user, of course, just dating these 17 year old, quote unquote, kids for a good time. Right. Uh, you know, but he was a real bisexual character dating a boy and a girl at the, or a young man and a young woman at the same time. Mm. And um, and and th- th- I don't think I've seen that before anywhere yeah. in any movie, not even not even in a Hollywood movie. Okay, I mean, I mean, it's interesting for that reason, but then it it does the lifetime thing and devolves into evil man victimizes woman. A- absolutely, breaks into end. her house to kill her. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, uh, yeah. I mean, the only reason to watch it is to see. You know, I love James Franco. I think he's awesome, and to right. see him play like you know, he has a mustache. You know, and I, I looked it up on on uh, Wikipedia. He's thirty nine. I don't think of him as being that old, mm-hmm. but he played he played like kind of the typical protective dad of a seventeen year old, right? Pretty well, and I don't think he's played a character like that before. Hmm. You know, he always plays the love interest or the you know he's always the main male character. Um, um, he's you know, right. and in this he just kind of played a dad, and yeah. it was like, huh? Franco is the dad. You don't, you haven't seen that yeah. before either. <laughs> in a support, in a, yeah, in a supporting role, very unusual yeah, choices, yeah, uh, yeah. for him with that, yeah. 
Well, he's an interesting. I mean, that's one of the things I like about him is that he just does kind of what he wants to do. A lot of times stuff that's not expected of him. I've certainly watched two or three of his movies that were just fucking horrible. Um, hmm. But but, he, you know, at least he, there's always the idea. I mean, I watch him because there's an idea there that that might be interesting. And sometimes it is and sometimes it isn't. Okay, maybe it is like certain aspects of this, including, you know, that there's a bisexual character in this film, maybe was intriguing to him. And so he wanted to be attached to it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure exactly. Yeah. Or I don't know if the person who directed it is someone he's, you know, it could be a friend of his. It could be someone who's who's come up through doing workshops with him. Mm -hmm. I don't know exactly how he got involved, but. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's part of it, or I could be way off base. But okay. anyway, there, there, it, it, yeah. he's always might be an angle always like interesting, that. Who at least. knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interessante. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, shall so, we? So was that the end of the movie portion of uh, the that's, show? Yeah, that's the end. Okay. Of, that's the end of the movie portion. Now we're ready for the TV portion. All right. Do we have uh, any theme music for that? It's we the should. TV we have- portion of the show. <laughs> it's the TV portion of the show. It's the TV Television. portion of the show. Turn it on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, why don't we have our own Vegas act? I don't know. Oh, uh, well, let's let's start working on it. Okay, okay. We should we'll work, workshop we, it. We should work the cat skills first. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, or not so anyway. maybe not yeah <laughs> we should workshop it with james franco and see what happens mm. yeah <laughs> i'm sure you know for a small fee we could workshop it with him be no problem yeah yeah <laughs> for a small fee for us sure. for, for a small fee all right do you want to start with this small is fee. us or river or riverdale or whatever um, else there was a third one oh. a surprise portion let me tell you about the TV show that Sierra tor- turned me on to. Okay. Okay. It is a Netflix original, and it's called uh, Santa Clarita Diet. Aha. And it's starring... <laughs> <laughs> okay, this Santa Clarita Diet, starring Drew, Drew Barrymore and Timothy Oliphant. Uh, I and he, I know it's about uh, something to do with zombies or eating flesh or cannibals. Cannibals is what it's about. Okay, well, let me hang on. That's all I know. Hang on. Hold your horses. Hold your horses. (laughs) Okay. Well, Drew Barrymore and Timothy Oliphant play um, a married couple, and they're both realtors. And one of the first things that happens is they're showing a house to prospective um, buyers, right? And well, Drew Barrymore, right in the middle of her spiel about the house, just vomits up gallons. I'm talking gallons of green vomit all over the floor right in front of the clients. And so, so so the um, uh, another real estate agent takes them takes the (laughs) the customers out of the room and shows them um, other parts of the house. And uh, Timothy Oliphant's character, who plays Drew Barrymore's husband takes her into the bathroom and is helping to uh, clean her up and everything. And, uh, you know, or or actually she goes off into the bathroom uh, to help, you know, to clean herself off and 
Timothy Oliphant is trying to placate the clients, and it's like, eventually he goes back into the bathroom, and then she's laying on the floor, uh, not moving. And he's like, oh my God, what's happened to you? What's happened to you? And she's just laying there, and he's like, oh no. And, uh, you know, he doesn't feel a pulse or anything, and then and then a few minutes she opens her eyes, and she gets up, and she seems fine. And, uh, well... She's not fine, because once she gets home, well, she only wants to eat uh, raw meat out of the um, refrigerator. So she's eating raw, you know, ground beef and, you know, uh, raw ground beef and raw chicken and, and, uh, and so anyway, so ultimately Timothy Elephant's character runs and gets a, buys a stethoscope and uh, brings it home and he's like, I, I don't hear a heartbeat. And she's like, oh my God, I don't know what's going on and so ultimately yeah it turns out yes she does she is the undead nobody necessarily says zombie until they go visit the next door neighbor boy who happens to be a nerd who's in love with their um daughter um however okay all right now i'm uh it's getting convoluted here all right. Okay. I get so, what you're saying. So anyway, they're able to, um, you know, manage the situation. You know, they 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 can they can keep the, the the refrigerator stocked with ground raw beef and raw chicken and everything, and that's fine. And um, so life goes on until one of her coworkers, who happens to be another real estate agent, who uh, played by uh, Nathan Fillion. If you know who that is, he's the actor who is oh, in yeah. uh, Firefly, and uh, what was the other one Castle? So Castle, anyway, yeah, yeah. He he's kind of new to the company, but he takes the shining to her very quickly, and he wants to get a piece of her. He is hot to trot for her, and so he comes for, over to, for Drew Barrymore. For Drew Barrymore, yes, and okay. uh, so he comes over to her house, and he's. Hitting on her, he's trying to, uh, you know, get her to to have an affair with him, and she's like, "No, I'm not really interested in that." And uh, and so he basically attacks her in her backyard. So she bites a couple of his fingers off, and boy, she happens to like the taste of it. And so she ends up slaughtering in a, a, a horrifying and vicious way, as you would see on uh, um, The Walking Dead. Um, <laughs> Nathan Fillion in her backyard, and so the oh fun God. the fun just continues from there. Let me tell you, this is a uh, an extremely dark, dark comedy, uh, and it's 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 played like a comedy. You know, after a while though of watching it, I was like, this reminds me of Bewitched, except instead of a witch, she's a zombie, and. The nosy neighbors aren't just being scared by the witch. They're going to be eaten by the... They're not going to be scared by a witch. They're going to be eaten by the zombie next door. Timothy Oliphant is a great actor. He plays the um, the confused but helpful husband of her. So he, he begins to help her acquire... Um, oh, what I forgot to mention that once she's tasted human flesh, well, guess what? Ground beef and raw chicken just doesn't do it for her anymore. She she ain't gonna do it for her. (laughs) No, she only throws it up. So she has to have um, uh, human flesh from here on out. And so I'm about, I think, halfway through the first season. And so I mean, I've already given away a lot, but 
this this information you already learned in the first episode, so I haven't really given that much away. And so I is I, um how many episodes are there? Is it an hour long or a half hour or uh, it, it's half hour long episodes. So they go real fast, and, you know, and they're funny and there's always right. a, a cliffhanger. And, oh, what I forgot to mention, that they just happen to have police officers living on either side of their house. <laughs> um, you know, the houses next door are both uh, police officers. One's a uh, county sheriff and one's a, a local police officer. And um, <laughs> the county sheriff's a real asshole, and, and a, um, he's the nosy neighbor type. And uh, it doesn't end well for him, as you might imagine. So, <laughs> but... Hmm. Um, it, um, I think it's funny as shit. I mean, they, uh, I think it's, it's actually pretty well written. And, uh, the storylines for each episode are, um, they're interesting and convoluted. <laughs> interesting and convoluted. Yeah, that's probably true. They're interesting and convoluted. But, uh, I think I'll watch it to the end of this season and see where it goes. Um, maybe, maybe the premise could get stale after a while, but, uh, I guess it all depends on, how good a writers they have, and uh, so far I think right. the writing is good. So we shall see, um, you know, huh. in the the rest of the season where they go with it. But uh, right, yeah, you know, it's getting a lot of buzz. I've of course almost every time Netflix puts out a new series, there's some buzz about it. Mm. But um, I don't know for some reason that it just doesn't the the theme and the and the concept just doesn't really appeal to me. Um, well. But you never know. Yeah, but, if somebody uh, has just walked up to me and you want to see a comedy, you know, a comedy TV show about uh, a housewife, not a housewife, for, um, but, uh, you know, the woman of the house happens to be a zombie. Uh, you know, at first glance, I'd be like, mm, I don't know. But, uh, you know, <laughs> right? I kind of trust Sierra's instincts. So that's why I, I agreed to watch the first episode. And I like uh, Timothy Oliphant. Right? Because I, I watched him in, um, can't remember what network it was on. It was a show called Justified. And I liked him in that show. So I said, eh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a try. And uh, also in the first episode, yeah, I, uh... yeah Patton Oswalt did a, um, a, a cameo appearance as a, a doctor that uh, the husband brought some of the uh, vomit for him to, uh, well, actually, she threw up this little thing in addition to all that green puke. It looked like a, I don't know what it looked like. It was like a, they kept calling it an organ, but it was like, you know, the size of, I don't know, a, a, an apricot or something, except it was brown and kind of convoluted like a brain is. I'm so, and, so glad I didn't eat before this show. And so... <laughs> <laughs> so, so Timothy Oliphant threw it into a bag with some olive oil because he didn't have anything else to preserve it with. And he brings it to Patton Oswalt and tells him that his wife threw it up. I'm um, giving away too much. Well, that's uh, not really, that's not really giving away anything. But it's that they, you know, they were trying to I, I figure out. I will say, the more you talk, the less I want to see it. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm probably not describing it very well. No, it just sounds gross. It is um, like, oh, that sounds gross. It, it is. It's like, yeah, it's, yeah. The, it's it's pretty graphic as far as some of the some of the uh, some of the you know bodies being ripped open type thing and shit like that. But um, right, yeah. Mm, I mean, you know. Funny. Oh, oh, I forgot yeah. to mention the one saving grace that you might might make you want to watch it is that um, 
Grace Zabriskie has a part in it. Oh wow! Oh, <laughs> she, so that does that does make it more appealing. Yes. Yeah, she plays a, a, an old foreign lady who is the grandmother of an of an old bookstore owner that um, uh, Timothy Oliphant's character goes into the bookstore trying to look for a cure for his wife. Hmm. <laughs> and so he goes to an occult bookstore and he sees this an old um, page from a book that shows a woman throwing up one of these, you know, organ-looking things. And he asks, you know, where is this book from? You know, where, what's this page from? And then the bookstore owner says, from this ancient book. And so he says, can I buy, you know, these, this page off of the wall? And, and so he does, and he says, can you translate this for me? He said, no, but my, grand, my grandmother could. And, um, and the grandmother ends up being Grace Zabriskie. And, um, ah, cool. So, but ultimately, Timothy Oliphant's character gets thrown out of the house, and so I think at some point in time, he he and Grace Zabriskie will cross paths again to uh, find the cure for Drew Barrymore. So we shall hmm. see that 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 part I do not know, and we, we may not. Know. It's it's interesting. We haven't had a uh, David Lynch reference yet in this episode, so we got one in. There it That's is. exciting. Because hey. <laughs> I want a David Lynch reference every episode until we get to Twin Peaks. So well, good you know. job working that one in. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know we're going to have awesome. an- We're going to have another one uh, when we talk about Riverdale, though, too. Oh well, that's true because it's very Lynchian, for sure. Yeah. True, and uh, Twin Peaks veteran is in uh, Riverdale also. Who's that? Madchen Amick. Oh, yeah. I, uh, you know, I've seen her name in the uh, credits, but I don't know who she plays. I, don't, I know she's gotten older, so I may just not recognize she her. Plays, she, plays, she? she plays Betty's mother. Is that who's playing Betty's mother? Yes. A 25 year, oh, my God. 25 years older than she was when she was in Twin Peaks. Um, wow. <laughs> Madchen Amick, Wow. Right? I I didn't even recognize her. I didn't even snap. I remember now that you say that, mm. I remembered seeing her name in the credits, and then I totally forgot about it, and then I didn't didn't even recognize her. Yeah, um, isn't that wild? Well, when, you, when I first saw her on screen, I was like, gosh, she looks so familiar. Was she in Twin Peaks? And then I was like, oh, God, really? I got to look this up. And so I went to IMDb. Thank you, IMDb. And I IMDb's like, the best. And I'll be so, well. I'll be a son of a bitch. And then it's you know, matching a mick. Yeah. And then <laughs> every time I see her on scan, it's like, yeah, wow, well, yeah, she's aged. I mean, but you know, twenty five years is twenty five years, or however many years it's been. I guess it's twenty five years. You know what's uh, what's crazy? I don't think they mentioned this in the first episode. Or the second episode, but, you know, there's been three episodes so far, and I've seen all of them. I think you said you've only seen the first one, right? Yes. So in in the third episode, maybe they've done it before when I didn't catch it, but this on this episode, you know, Veronica's last name is Lodge. Do you know what Betty's last name is? Uh, it's been Cooper. So it's been Cooper. so long. That's right. Coop, uh, but do you know what her mother, you know what Madchen Amick's first name is in the show? No, I, I don't remember. <laughs> it's Alice. Alice Cooper. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> What's that? I was like, I was like, are you kidding me? Are they really calling this character Alice Cooper? That's crazy great. <laughs> now, did, did they have... Was was Betty's mother ever in the uh, comic book? I don't remember, other than 
the parents at the not the parents, I mean the adults at the school, you know, the teachers, Mr. Weatherby right. and Miss Grundy. The the I don't remember any other characters except the 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 kids, the teenagers, yeah, Archie's I, gang. Yeah, I don't remember ever I don't rem- seeing Archie's parents or uh, Betty's parents or anybody's parents. I feel like now that now that we're talking about it, though, I feel like I saw Veronica's dad, Mister Lodge. Yeah, in some of the comics, you right. did see him. Okay, but I don't know. So maybe you saw their parents at times, um, and I just don't remember maybe. it. Yeah. But. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. If if you don't know, um, then nobody knows. Well. 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 Of, there are of people, the people who love Archie more than me. <laughs> well, of the, of the people that I know, I should say, you probably know right, Archie yeah. more than anybody else I know. Yeah, I didn't. You know, it's funny. I don't think of myself as having read a lot of Archie as a kid, but I did actually read quite a bit. We did. Okay. I I always liked the Archie comics. You know, I wasn't into. Um, when we were kids, I wasn't into superheroes. Like I didn't buy Superman or Spider Man or any of those uh-huh. kind of comics. It was always Archie and the comedy type comics, the ones that were supposed to be funny. They weren't really, but that's, that's <laughs> always it's always they, the kind I liked. They were really soap operas for kids. I guess so. Maybe that's what they were. <laughs> yeah, but so um, uh, what'd you think of the first episode overall? I liked it. I liked I liked the mood that it set. Um, now, when I first saw it, I saw the first episode by myself and then later on watched it again with Sierra. Because after I saw the first episode, I was like, oh yeah, Sierra will like this series a lot because it has a, a, a vibe to it, kind of like that show Pretty Little Liars and stuff like that. Right. So it's like, man, this... This show could be attractive to various types of people for various for different reasons, you know. Right. It's definitely you know, well, it's, like I said, it's you, a you know, it's like the uh, Archies for the Lana Del Rey set. You know, definitely yeah. young twenties type aged people will like it. I think. Oh yeah, exactly. And and people like shows like that. And then and then it has the you know the mystery element to it. And then and like and and of course that. You know, a dark underbelly of a of a small town. People like that, so right. that, that definitely puts you yeah. in, in Lynch territory. And uh, right, yeah. And I th- I think it's not an accident that you get that feel. I mean, they're they're definitely going for that kind of a feel. I mean, with the, the very opening of the of the uh, of the, of the first episode. You know, it, it almost right, it al- yeah. it doesn't say the dark underbelly, but it's saying like this the secrets underneath the, the small town i can't remember the exact words they use and then then they show the the big sign of uh you know riverdale the town with pep <laughs> right, <laughs> which is reminiscent right, yeah. of you know twin peaks population 51,000 blah 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 whatever right uh, right it, uh, it, it definitely felt uh, like that and um it was interesting the way they interpreted uh, the different characters um, right, I think so too. Um, did Sierra like it? Oh yeah, she liked it a lot. She, a lot yeah. Oh cool. Yeah, I, cool. I, I think yeah, well, we'll we'll definitely be watching uh, more episodes together. Cool, because yeah, I would like to <clears throat> talk about it more, and I don't want to I don't want to talk about the last two episodes because you haven't seen them yet. Um, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I think you know. Um, I think that you guys will like it more and more as it goes. It gets really interesting. Um, 
the characters kind of like Betty and Veronica. There's a the the third episode is very much like uh, uh, they work together, and it's like a very much a female empowerment kind of a storyline. Yeah, yeah. And there's just a, there's just a lot there's a lot going on in the show. And like you say, I think you're right. You know, not only does it appeal to young people who kind of like those kind of shows anyway, and it definitely has a young vibe to it, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but then. For people like you and me who are older, who who like dark things like Lynchian things, right? Or, and just you know shows like that. Plus, we have the whole history of of knowing what the Archie comics were like, and so exactly. so every time there's a new character, you know, you see a new character, and you're like, like at the very first episode, the first one of the first characters you see is Dilton Doily. Right. And I'm like, oh my God, I haven't thought about Dilton Doily for like 30 years. You know, well, I I totally had forgot there was even such a character in Archie. Well, it's so funny. They had him in an outfit that was, you know, almost a stereotype for Dilton Doily, you know, walking around in a yeah. Boy Scout yeah. outfit. <laughs> Uniform. Uniform. Yeah, very, very much like... Very much like the the comic book character, and he's like one mm-hmm. of the only characters that is really almost identical to the comic book. Exactly. All the other characters are definitely different. I mean, Betty, I guess, is a little bit uh, very, you know, like this small town nice girl and blonde hair, like she was in the in the comic book. But there's mm-hmm. there's a dark side to Betty, and like Betty has a history. I think in the first episode they kind of mentioned she had an older sister who's not who's gone away, kind of. Mm-hmm. And um, there's some storyline there that that uh, gets tied up with the with the storyline of the dead. Uh, the character that dies in the first episode. So right. definitely there's there's just all kinds of interesting things Ooh. going on. Right, and I want to know more about yeah, the, the whole relationship between yeah the, the dead guy and yeah, Betty's older sister. Yeah, exactly. There's there's something going on with her sister that, that they that they keep alluding to and hinting at, but you really don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. And then so there's there's an interesting storyline and then there's things like uh, in the third episode, you know, um in the Easy. first episode, <laughs> it, yeah, I'm I'm not gonna give away anything too much. Okay. In the first episode, there's a there's a thing where um, Moose, the character Moose, and Kevin Keller are going down to the water to oh, to right. have sex, basically. <laughs> yeah, you know that was uh, yeah. And then they find the yeah they find the body of uh, and then they find the body right. Uh, Jason is his name, but yeah, Jason. but you know Kevin Keller is an is the gay character from the Archie comics, but Moose, of course, is not uh, a gay character in the Archie comics universe. But he is he's he's <laughs> he doesn't label it. You know, he's he's a sexually ambiguous uh, character in in the first episode. At least they allude to that. Yes, and then you know Moose's girlfriend. I had totally forgot her name is Ethel. Well, right. Ethel is in episode three, so it's like it's just like just when you think you've all the characters from the Archie comics are in there, all of a sudden, oh, there's Ethel! I totally forgot Ethel was Moose's girlfriend, right? And uh, you know, it's just kind of and so that's fun when they show up when like a new character shows up and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. I totally forgot about that character. Reggie right. shows up, you know, it's just. It's just really is that part of it to me is cool too. I'm I'm totally hyped on the show. I love it. Think it's really interesting. Um, can't wait to see what they do next. Yeah, and they they they're not as white as the uh, the uh, original comic book. I mean, you've got uh, uh, a black pops, 
and a black Mr. Weatherby. That's right. Black Mr. Weatherby and um, the guy th- there's the character, the character of Reggie, I think, in is uh, is uh, looks Asian American, but mm-hmm. I could be wrong. And if I'm wrong, I hope that wasn't racist. But he, right. he definitely doesn't look like uh, the white Reggie from the comics. Right. Um, you know, and and of course, Josie and the Pussycats. Josie was always African-American. She is in this as well. But um, her whole band is African-American. And I think the Pussycats were white girls, if I if I'm not mistaken. But just to, you know, right. it has so so many elements, the, the nostalgia element mixed with the Lynchian element mixed with the uh, gossip girl, pretty little liars kind of feel, you know. I mean, I started. Well, I wanted to watch a show because because um, uh, Cole Sprouse plays Jughead, and of course, in the first episode, he has like two lines. He's hardly in it at all, but he right. becomes more and more involved as the as more episodes come along as well. So, well, he had he had a lot to say toward the end of the first episode, didn't he? When when um, he, Archie shows up at the chocolate shop and talks to him, they just talk real briefly at the end. I think. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it was maybe a five-minute scene, but um, yeah, yeah, it's an interesting inter- it's an interesting interpretation of Jughead. And then another thing, I want to yeah. find out how the hell he got the name Jughead for fuck's sake. Oh, I know. I mean, he's just I kind so of a funny. kind of a quiet, sullen character. However, he's there's very, Archie. He's very emo. <laughs> yeah. Well, Archie and em- and Jughead have history unresolved history that we we don't right we need to we need to learn more about that well maybe you already know more than i do since you're a few more episodes in than i am but uh i want to know what that unresolved uh you know because remember that one line that jughead said you know right uh, uh talking would have helped me or something like that remember he said that Cause right he, he gives right. Ar- i know there's he gives archie the advice you know just talk to her archie it'll help it would have helped me. That's what he said. Right. Something like that. Yeah. And so. Right. I want to know what that yeah, they unresolved don't, um, uh, issue is. Right. They don't really. They haven't really gotten into it. Although, as the show goes on, Jughead and Archie uh, start becoming close again. Okay. Um, uh, and, and having more interactions. Um, and of course, I, I'm just waiting for him to kiss. All I want him to do is kiss. <laughs> <laughs> just like oh would you guys kiss already but because be they have a, a long time <laughs> I, yeah i think so on that one too yeah. because they have a they have a um you know they have a real guy guy yeah. relationship they're 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 they've obviously been best friends and something has happened yeah. to to pull them apart right. and they're starting to mend the relationship again but yeah they haven't really gotten into in well, the three episodes the next three episodes they haven't really gotten there yet um you know but how, it will be interesting when we find out more yeah you know well you know how friends or boys can be friends when they're like in elementary school or something and then somehow they just grow apart and then by the time they're in high school they rarely talk to each other i think right may, may, it might just be something as simple as that i don't know or maybe well, it I, could have been one traumatic it, event who knows right i mean there's definitely you know jughead is i mean i i joke that he's emo but he really is an emo type character you know he's very yeah, yeah, yeah. wears black clothes he's very dark he's very thoughtful he wants to be a writer he's he's very uh you know marg- not marginalized but you know what i mean he's a very uh, off the off to the fringe kind of character in this 
in this series but in the, in the comic books. He's, but he's kind of omnipresent in this, isn't he? Because he's kind of the narrator. Well, he is the narrator. Yeah. So, I mean, he's like the voice of of reality, I guess, for lack of a better word. He's kind of yeah, he's right. the narrator. He's he's the one who wants to write the whole story of of mm-hmm. the of Jason's death as a novel. So he's the storyteller. Right. Yeah. Um, and he, you know, but he's also, I mean, he's the outsider. Definitely. He's, yes. he, he hang, he hangs out with Archie, but he, they're not, you know, he doesn't hang out with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. He's very marginalized, um, right. at the school. And, um, and then they talk, you know, Archie has gotten really buff over the last year they mentioned, and he's on the football team. Right. And I mean, so there's that whole dynamic of, you know, maybe a year or so ago, Archie was more like Jughead kind of, you know, not a popular kid, didn't play sports, right. um, all those, all those things. And then as Archie has become more, much more of a jock and a popular kid Jughead mm-hmm. hasn't. Mm-hmm. And so there's that whole dynamic between them too. Right. Yeah. Of I course, mean, in my, in, of course. they were probably lovers and now they're not. So. <laughs> <laughs> you, you want that so, so much to be true. <laughs> anyway. It would be, I mean, wouldn't that be a great, wouldn't that be a great storyline, but you're not going to get that on a, it on would, a, it would, on a, a show like that. Yeah, it would blow some minds. It uh, would, definitely. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not saying they had to be full-blown boyfriends. I'm saying they were friends. Right. They they had sleepovers. But um, Maybe something happened on one of the sleepovers. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> but if you think about it, they're both they're both artists in a way, though. I mean, you know, Archie is a musician and it seems like he's he's gravi- gravitating more towards music than he is towards football or working for his dad or whatever and you know well that's Jughead true too. is that's is, true too. is is an aspiring writer and, and everything so i mean there there's still that common artistic, common ground between them yeah. yeah absolutely so interesting yeah i think you'll if you like the first episode then i you know the the next episodes uh just kind of you know keep delving into what's going on and have mm-hmm. some really um interesting interesting surprises see i can't remember i know they find the body at the right. end of the first episode yes. but i i can't remember there's a piece of information that i can't remember if it's in that episode or another episode so i mm. won't say it mm-hmm. but but you know these things keep getting told about when that kid when i think his name's jason when jason dies this information keeps coming in drips and drabs as the show goes and yeah. it's it gets really interesting there's a definite mystery there that's really interesting and and every time you think you know like at the end of the first episode you're just like oh the sister did it but well yeah because you're could, like how could she not know how he had died because she says he just reaching for a glove and fell out of the boat or something and um, right everybody but and he's got as they as they as was mentioned he was a strong swimmer he was the captain of the swim team or something so right that doesn't seem likely um so yeah right she she pops up as a you know suspect number one you know Right. Of, of course, and as, so does uh, Madchen Amick, or I'm also known as Betty's mother. You know, she seemed to have Alice she, Cooper. Right. Alice Cooper had a <laughs> has a very big grudge against him. So, you know, there's a, which there's has another something suspect. to do with uh, has something to do with um, Betty's older sister. Right. Uh, uh, ending Polly, up, yeah, who, ending up having a nervous breakdown. Yeah. 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 
So yeah, there's it's uh, there's things that that will happen shortly that will totally take everything you you think you know and make you question it. So it's it's the okay. the mystery of who killed Jason is definitely m- much more complex than. Y- you think it is at the beginning, which is cool. Okay. Um, well, that, that's that, it, it, that's what you want in a real good mystery, though, I guess. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, um, so yeah. Okay. Well, cool. I can't wait for you to to uh, to catch up. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure we'll watch um, a few more um, by. Uh, yeah. Probably tomorrow. <laughs> probably tomorrow we'll watch more episodes, and then we'll be caught cool. up, and then we can start watching the uh, DVR'd recordings that way we don't have to put up with watching the commercials while watching it uh, off of the cw app on the apple tv right yeah right cool you, you can't fast yeah, forward to way, the commercials with that <laughs> that's cool and then that way too i won't have to worry about letting loose information that you may not know right so. right right yeah <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll catch up so pretty cool. quickly probably definitely before uh, uh, next time we record awesome All right. so um uh, I know we're really running long, and it's frustrating. Yeah, I don't. At, I uh, always think we're gonna. We're <laughs> over two hours now. Yeah, we are. Um, um, this is us. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't. I don't know that any great information was really in the last episode. It was a lot of uh, Kevin and his ex-wife, mm-hmm. and um, Kate and, and you know, Toby came and visited the the. The fat yeah. camp, for lack of a better word, where Kate is. Right, and annoyed the annoyed the shit out of Kate. Apparently, right, en- enough to, to make the point her. Where I guess she knocked. Yeah, knocked. Knock on, on that guy's door. Exactly. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. All right. Whatever. Yeah, it's funny. One of my coworkers hates Kate and just thinks she's a completely whiny bitch who should, you know, the fact that she went and knocked on that other guy's door, she's like, fuck Kate, she doesn't know what she wants. And I'm like, you know, I like that character so much, I guess I've kind of forgiven her for being the way she is, but I could see where someone would be like, you know, she's kind of a whiny bitch who needs to figure out what she wants and realize that Toby's a real catch. Yeah, well, yeah, (laughs) but you know. But I don't feel that way. You know, we kind of know her history, though. There were, you know, she's had rough knocks in her life. And um, so, you know, she's she's just a little unsure of herself and insecure yeah, in, yeah. Some, in some regards. And so she's, she's going to get there, probably. We'll see. I hope so. I yeah. mean, Toby is, a, is kind of a real catch. But, mm-hmm. I mean, he's certainly, yeah, uh, you know... If you're gonna date Toby, you do need to be all in. He's he's an all or nothing kind of guy, I think. Oh yeah, and no shit. I like him a lot, but when I think about wow, could I could I have him as a boyfriend and be with him twenty four seven? I don't think I could. He's too <laughs> high energy. I mean, it's just nonstop with him. There's no just yeah. just relaxing around the the house. <laughs> yeah, well. you know, I mean, he's he, but uh, you know. I don't know. I don't know. That's you know, he's an yeah. interesting character. Certainly likable. I mean, right. But yeah, that would be a you know. I guess what I'm saying is, if you wanted to be with Toby, you better make the full commitment because right. And she, I mean, she, you she, know, apparently she's she's just not ready to make it. Right. 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 And I, you know, I I see her side on that more than other than my coworker does. I guess, but. Um, but uh, of course, I love Kate and 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 I, and Toby both, and I think they're both interesting characters. And you want you you want to see them together. You really do. Yeah. Um. To be sure. So. Um, so. And then there was the uh, 
the thing where um, uh, you find out that Miguel got divorced from his wife. Yes. Because we're all, of course, trying to figure out the timeline of when did Jack die and when did the mom get remarried? And right. did Jack and did Jack and uh, the mom, I can't Rebecca, get divorced or were they still married when he died? You're trying to figure, you know, we don't know that whole story. They keep they keep slowly giving you more and more information and it just makes you more and more curious, of course. Right. So, yeah, it's just going to be a, a to be continued kind of situation. Um, yeah, yeah, I think so. <sighs> yeah, a little frustrating, but you know, because we want to know, we want to know, right? But, you know, but maybe, maybe we don't. So <laughs> we'll see. Right, I know. Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, the story's so interesting, and you love the mom yeah. and dad. You know, the whole romantic thing of the last episode where he took her to the apartment they used to live in and put flowers down. And right. And then and then after all that, she tells him she wants to go on the road. And you're like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> you want to go on the road? Are you nuts? Yeah. Oh, uh... the man just put flowers down and shit. You don't tell him right then you want to go on the road. Right. So anyway. Yeah. <laughs> No, I know that's uh, that, that. Yeah, that was a little. Uh, the timing on that was a little weird. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, not not that anyone has to worry about her on the road. I mean, she certainly put the piano player in his place, um, who was right coming yeah, on to her in that one scene right after they got through singing, and uh, and uh, she definitely stuck up for Jack. Oh, the 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 piano player guy. He was like, um, um, if your husband really loved you, he'd let you go on this thing. And then she, wow, she, oh, she yeah. tore into his ass and, you know, told him what a great guy he was and et cetera, et cetera. So, right, yeah. Yeah, the, the question but, is, uh, is he really going to be a great guy and let her go on that tour? Or, uh, yeah, because yeah. I'm like, if I, was, if I was Jack, I'd be like, wait a minute here. Well, <laughs> was, was, that the, was that the very end of the episode? They, they like, fade to black right then? I'm trying yeah, to yeah, she... They're by the bathtub, and she says, the yeah. band's going to go on the road. I think I want to go, and that I think that was the end of it. Right. He had this look on his face like, oh. Well, it's kind of blank, yeah. actually. You're like, how is he going to react? Right. I think yeah. you know. I think it totally took him off guard. I think he was totally mm -hmm. stymied by that statement. Wasn't uh, ex Certainly wasn't expecting it. Yeah. Right. Right. So uh, I guess we'll see. Were there any other yeah. um, any other um, things? How did the Kevin and his ex-wife uh, situation? They just they met for coffee multiple times. And I can't remember how. There that was would... a thing. There was a thing where he told her if if she wanted to continue with to be with him or something, she should come to the next day at ten a.m. And I think he ordered something that she liked. Yeah. And you didn't yeah, think like... she was going to come, and then she shows up. Anyway. Yeah. So that's that's going to be an ongoing uh, situation. So. I mean, yeah. And the other stuff was Randall and and him, <sighs> you know, he's try Randall's trying to uh Randall's really struggling with the fact that his dad's going to die, you yeah. know. He's mm -hmm. he, he's he's already becoming unable to handle it and it's just going to get worse, I right. think. Uh, that mixed with the the fact that he's also had seeing this other guy at uh, what's his name Sanjay or something the other guy at work who's like he sees as the competition 
and uh, he right. that, that some of his responsibilities are being stripped away from him, and he feels like he's losing control, kind of like he feels like he's out of control of of uh, helping his his biological father uh, right, stay, stay yeah. alive, you know. <clears throat> And, uh, yeah. Which, of course, if he would just go to his boss and say, hey, I've got this going on at home with my dad, you know. Yeah, but, but he does. He's, but see, he doesn't want to show weakness. You know, he wants to hang on to, you know, the, the status and power that he has at work or so it seems. Right. You know, right. Yeah. To, I mean, to, yeah. He's always been top guy. Yeah. He's kind of a I wouldn't say he's a control freak, but he has issues with losing control for sure yeah well I, yeah you're right you're right it's always it's funny because for me it's always easy it's like just go to your boss and be like dude my dad's dying he, mm-hmm. he may you know i don't know how much time i've got with him i'm gonna have to step away from work more right because any employer any employer worth worth working for would respect that and understand that mm-hmm. but but the, you know that's uh, that's what i would do and and you're yeah. right Randall is not the kind of character that would do that. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he wouldn't want to have to explain also that uh, his boss would say, hey, didn't your dad die when you were a teenager? No, this is well, my other, my biological, yeah. There, well, you know, that's true. That's that's true. I never thought of that either. But yeah, there's, yeah. He's, you, you know. He seems a little, he seems a lot closed off. Uh, to, He's very to, guarded. To, to very people, guarded, yeah. Very guarded, especially the people at work, you know. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And yeah, it's so it's interesting because when you view it from outside, you're like, well, the, you know, this boss is very seems very nice. It's like, look, I, I you're my number one guy and I don't want to overload you. Right. Uh, you know, I know what you're worth. I want you. I'm I'm cutting your workload because I, I know because I want to keep you because and I want to keep you happy. And, you know, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, whether or not the boss that's uh, true or not, you know, who knows? Right. Yeah. We shall see. Right. But, uh, yeah, um, this is us. Um, never disappoints. It's always something interesting no. going on. Um, yeah. Exploring different aspects of the, the, the human condition. So very interesting. I always, yeah. Love the show. Love the characters. Yeah. Ne- and Yeah. There, there's not a character on there I don't like. There's not a storyline I don't like. I'm, I'm just all in on that show, right. <laughs> as we've said uh, before. Yeah, yep. I know. We're, Our, we're raving. This is users. Yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> we, we're this is users. Yes. This is users. This is users. <laughs> all, all right, man, man. You got you got an oblique strategy. I'll bet I do. Here we go. Let's do it quickly. All right. All right. Okay, open it up. Whoa, holy crap. Openly resist change. Openly. Oh, wow. Openly resist change. Wow. Wow, well, that's what Randall's doing. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, the the Randall connection to uh, oblique strategies. So <laughs> You're right, yeah. I don't know if that oblique strategy it's definitely not a great idea for anyone who works for an employer. <laughs> well, yeah. If, no. If, if you run your own company or you're an artist or whatever, then then yeah. actively does it say actively resist change? Openly. Openly, op- openly resist openly change. Resist change. Wow. That might be a, a, a strategy that would work for you, but not not if you are work for an employer. Well, uh, I'm I'm openly resisting change in the occupant of the White House. <laughs> 
Uh, oh, well. No, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> yeah, well, and on that note, we should probably say... Yes, we should slide probably... Slide on in! <laughs> slide in next week for another fabulous episode of A Slippery Slope. Oh, uh, we are This Is Uzzers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs>